The Quiet Guy. It's a British. That's the Mel Brooks. It's a British film about this American actor who goes to London ah. to act as a mime. Yeah. Very good. Falls in love with very the very deep cut. <laughs> Yes. Very nice, sexy. Uh, with Emma, Thompson. <laughs> Emma Thompson. That's right. Yeah, yes, she's great. She's great in that movie. So anyway, folks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And listen. Oh, what? David's raising his finger to say that something's wrong. Let's, we, let's start that again. We're going to start jump, You can jump in again. This is Sneaky Dragon. I just can't bring the energy to the second take. You certainly can't. The first, guys, the first take was great on this, but you, sorry. You were jumping like a Jehoshaphat. Yeah, okay. So Dave, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is David Edrick. All right, that's great. So, you know how normally on the Boxing Day show we have Jason Dedrick on and we all have a good time? It's great. Yeah, we didn't last time. Dedrick Family Boxing Day. We got so many complaints so many complaints true, we did. from Jason <laughs> that we decided to have him on again a week later. How you doing? Hey, it's Jason hey, Dedrick. Hooray! Hey guys, how are you doing? You, you know it. him from television. You know him from podcasts, The Gentleman of Elegant Leisure. Uh, that is your podcast. Yes, sir, it is. Very good. Uh, where you sample uh, liquors of the day and of the past, uh, critique them, yes. show how to make them. yes. Uh, give them to children. We give them to children. We <laughs> see the effects. Yeah, yep. that's good. Uh, so, uh, so, so, uh, welcome. And you're also related to my co-host. That's true. We're related by birth. <laughs> yeah, but not the, not a similar birth. After birth, we're related by after birth. <laughs> that's right. We're related. We're related genetically. We were crossing the border once. Yes. <laughs> Two people that weren't related to Dave and I, and Dave and I, and we handed all of our passports over. And the guy at the borders had the border crossing guard said, uh, are you guys related? And I said, no. And everybody <laughs> looked at me and I went, oh, no, we are. But uh, I was used to traveling with the guys that I wasn't related. <laughs> so that was my go-to answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Remember that's always that? good when you're going through the border. Yes. No. That's, uh, that always gets you a real, uh, the tap on the shoulder and the trip to the crying room. Yeah. yeah, that's what we were concerned about. But he was a nice guy. He was, thought it was he very was, funny. Yes. I don't remember any of that, but really? oh, you know. Well, the other twist was has been a blur we were me. crossing into the States, the three of us with our Canadian passports, and you with your American passport, yes. which made it even stranger. That's so true. you are related. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, one of you, what's funny is when I go across the border, which I do quite commonly now because I like to fill up our truck across the border. Mm. Before I didn't bother, but now that we have this ginormous gas guzzler to fill, I'll go across the border to fill it up. And the border guard always says to me, welcome back. Oh. Which is, you know. I'm coming back. Okay, for 15 minutes. <laughs> What's the, the your dreams trip? were your ticket out. Yes. <laughs> it just seems weird. Welcome back. Excuse me. <laughs> I have an allergy to Jason. Yes. Do you know what they say uh, when you go to the UK? Uh, to me. No. To okay. If you're from the UK or if you've got uh, the little thing that, uh, that I had, which yeah. is the right to a boat. Okay. Here's what they say to you. Yeah. Welcome home. Do they say that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It seems very, kind of, it's very nice. It's a nice thing for a border I, guard to say. I guess it is nice for them because it, it is nice for them to say welcome back. You know what Canadians say to me when I come back to Canada? Yeah. Do you have anything to declare? <laughs> that's, that's what I get too. That's all I get. It didn't work out, huh, actor boy? How was pilot season? Great. <laughs> Fun. Uh, um, 
Yes, I don't get my. I I actually get grief coming across the border from the border guard. Good grief. (laughs) Not even good grief. No, bad grief. Bad grief. If I'm going home through the Linden crossing, the my home border crossing, it's Mm -hmm. fine. But if I go to another one, I got a lot of questions about why I'm not using my home border crossing. As if it's anyone's business which border <laughs> crossing I choose to go to. It's very strange to me. Although it makes sense, like, if you if you normally go to that one and you don't, why doesn't he? Was he caught doing something? Do they know your face? What are you doing? Why are you going the long way around? It's none of their business. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing- yeah, that's the angle to take. Hey, what business is it hey, of yours? none of your business, buddy. <laughs> and are you related? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> No. By, how do you mean related? <laughs> what? <laughs> who's, mean, what? Shut up. By, do you mean by blood or by birth? You're not my dad. <laughs> now who's asking the questions? Yeah, what's with the third degree? <laughs> I've been asked that once actually going south. I would be normally closer to the Cloverdale crossing, the 176th Street truck crossing, but I would go to Peace Arch because I grew up in White Rock, and you get to drive through Peace Arch Park and look out at the water. Right. <laughs> and so I went down there, and I crossed over. The yeah. guy said, uh, where do you live? And I said, uh, Cloverdale. He says, what are you crossing here for? <laughs> and weird. I said, I grew up in White Rock, and I always sort of felt this was my crossing. Mm-hmm. And I made that face. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good face to make because it's 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 not a great excuse, but it sounds true. Yes, and it was yeah. true. It's a very personable excuse. Yeah, I felt like go, you were making friends with that man. I'm not a truck. You could say that. I'm not going through the truck crossing because <laughs> I am not a truck, <laughs> sir. A truck. Sir, I am now Optimus Prime. Yeah. The thing about our border crossing in um, Aldergrove is that it closes at midnight. So if you don't get there by midnight... Then you've yeah, and you, all you have left of you is your your little glass slipper. But so if you go to the board, so the pro- no thing is, no pumpkins can cross here. So the guy is asking, he's what he why he wanted to know is like he's well, why are you crossing here when you could go to Abbotsford and cross? Like you go like, I'm thinking like, why would I drive? I know my border crossing is closed, so why would I drive in that direction? Then another t- half an hour. <laughs> To mm. cross there and then drive another half an hour home, and I could just drive this way and cross here. And I don't know why, because this is the big border and the one that everyone uses. And <laughs> yeah, I better say that's is, why does the border you, close? You start crying right You away. got me. I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> ah, take the heroin. I don't care. I just don't care. Like, aren't you the guy that got stopped for carrying mini comics in the 90s? Yes. I didn't care then either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She mini comics, mini mini comics. Yeah, Dave and I were stopped going to uh, to a comic con, and uh, got put in kind of the crying area. And uh, <laughs> Dave was such an innocent. He went, "Can I go to the bathroom?" And they were like, "No." Like, oh, <laughs> it's like, of course you can't go to the bathroom. You're gonna poop out your drugs. <laughs> I I am an innocent. You are. Yeah. You're yeah. just a fresh face. Genuinely shocked by what was going on. This Genuinely. was taking comics down to the States? Yeah. yeah. Right. And they yeah. didn't like that because that's sort we, of a business uh, we didn't, kind of a Yeah, thing. I guess so. They uh, Later on, we found out that there was like a $5 tax we would have had to have paid. <laughs> that was really what it was. We ended up yeah. having to pay five bucks. And I was like, wow, this is <laughs> worth it. This is worth it for someone proving a point. <laughs> but I had long hair, so, you know, yeah. there you go. That was, it was Ian's fault. Whereas I was clean cut. I was a clean. Fresh, so you might have looked more suspicious than me. No, no, I I was clean cut. Mm-hmm. My short hair and my yeah, I was, well, wearing, it was really like I was wearing Nazi a, clean cut. I was wearing a you know like a button up shirt with a cardigan sweater. Yeah, of oh, the wow. two of us though, you look like I, you're trying to pull something. Had a yeah. monogrammed sweater, my D on it. Yep. 
Dave. Carrying a golf club on your shoulder. <laughs> Looking like a real Bing Crosby. Say there. Hey, why, fellas. Why are you stopping me? Why? <laughs> What's all the hullabaloo? Let's <laughs> <laughs> all have a number here. <laughs> Will I? And so on and so forth. <laughs> so you didn't come last week because you were ill. Yeah. Ill at ease with our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I don't know what I, I, uh, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I sometimes suffer from acid reflux. Oh, I got that oh. bad. Do you? Yeah, oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. I've had it. I have it too if I... If I do a thing like the other day, eat, eat a pizza before leaving Ian's place and then drive home and go to sleep right away, I will notice that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's related to that, but this past month and then leading up to Christmas, I had like a sore gut and uh, and, and a lot of reflux. And uh, I, had, I had to go on the morning of the Boxing Day show that yeah. I would have come. Yeah. I went to the, uh, uh, what you might call it? The doctor. Yeah. <laughs> He, got, he tapped you on the stomach with a little hammer to test your reflexes? No, he didn't. <laughs> That's right. He did. I vomited all over <laughs> So, yeah, I just wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, myself. But today I am more myself. Although I still feel a little eh, okay. hinky, but I, don't, I can't put my finger on what it is. All right. If you need an antacid, we got lots upstairs. Really? You're happy to, yeah. Do you need an antacid? <laughs> I'm good right I'll, now. I'll, I'll hook you up. I'm glad I gave you a Coca-Cola. I feel real great about that. <laughs> Have some, have this. It's tender on your tummy. But it's, it's mice. Mice will help. I'm doing it, yeah. the reflux diet, which I've done before. Because uh, the GERD, it's like GERD. Good yeah, old, obviously, you've probably read so it because old, of the whole good old raisins and donuts. No, it's an E. It's good oh. L raisins and donuts. <laughs> yes. But there's a theory yeah. that the people that take care of the throat aren't talking to the people that take care of the stomach. Mm. And where the two meet, no one's taking care of that. Okay. It's sort of like in somebody else's wheelhouse. Mm. And so I got a book out called Dropping Acid. <laughs> Clever. And they're saying... <laughs> that writing, writing this down. <laughs> you can eat bad foods yeah. that will cause uh, acid reflux. So these are your low pH foods. So it's a low. P- so give me an example. Like pizza would be like. So it would be acidic foods. Like, acidic like foods. tomatoes. Like tomato sauce. Say? Yeah, tomatoes. Tomato sauce. Okay. Anything uh, lower than a five pH, basically. Okay. And there's okay. a big list of stuff that that fits I into see. that. And of course, there's a lot of food that are preservatives. Mm-hmm. We actually acidify it. Yeah. And so even if it wasn't normally that, we bump a little bit of acid in it. Sure. Sure. And, and it gets up to that. Mm. So that's partly the problem. This is the book, okay. correct? That is the book. There you go. This is the book. Dropping yeah. acid, the reflux diet. I almost okay. dropped my phone when I told the book. <laughs> and so then you get uh, pepsin gets washed up into your vocal cords ah. when you have the reflux. Mm-hmm. And the pepsin attaches itself to the vocal well, luckily cords. Luckily, you're drinking Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's the worst thing to have, but I don't care. <laughs> the pepsin he, attaches... he was making a joke about Pepsi. It sounded like Coke. <gasps> See how I know it's, I, I don't know. know. It's, a, it's a dad thing. I don't know. I guess so, but normally yeah, I'm sharper just, than that. Just keep talking. Sorry, That's what everybody. I did. Keep talking over him and it'll go away eventually. <laughs> pepsin. <laughs> will never leave. Pepsin comes up your throat. Yeah. Attaches to the vocal cords. Yeah. And it chews on the vocal cords because the pepsin is designed to eat, I think, the acid in your stomach. Oh. So now it's living on your vocal what? cords. And if you drink pop or eat something acidic or fatty, anything that's going to trigger these guys, mm-hmm. they go, yeah, let's eat. Yeah. But it's, you've swallowed it. It's not there. And so they continue to chew on your vocal cords. Oh. And so then you wake up in the morning hoarse. Yeah. You'll have a sore throat unless you're eating something. If you're not eating anything, you have a sore throat. But if you're eating something, you feel fine. And so that's what that reflex diet, and I've done it before, fixes up. 
It's low fat. It's boring. <laughs> I'm not drinking anymore, so I don't know how the podcast is going to go. Mm, Tune into the Gentleman of Elegant okay. Leisure and hear the one of the guys that doesn't drink talk yeah. about cocktails. Talk about smoothies. Yes. Yeah. Delicious smoothies. So that's where I'm at. That's okay. why you, you didn't oh, no, get that's me a on good the tip. Boxing Day show. No, that's a good oh. tip. Okay. No, I got it pretty I got it pretty bad. So I got like a lot of antacids that I that I have to take, but like my uh, my schedule is just such that ugh, it's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah, you wake up with a burning throat or you throw up a little bit while you sleep. Which is mm. always a treat. Yeah, that's a fun. <laughs> you know, it's it's it's, it's fun. Uh, and that's that's how I get it. Is the uh, the midnight vomit right? It's always a superhero. The worst superhero. Blah. <laughs> the midnight. Yes. It's so bad because it it's it's the worst because it is like it flavors your whole entire body. It feels like it's yeah, your nose, your 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 throat, your mouth. Yeah. Well, there you go. So it's not an isolated thing. So. Uh, if you can find the book, it's worth looking at because it's, okay. it's an interesting thing. It's a it's a bad diet for two weeks, but it fixes up a lot of that. Okay. And then the rest of it is actually, it's a cookbook as well, and they're tasty recipes. Not tasty enough that I've ever stuck with it, though. <laughs> so I can't, you know. I'm I like, think I may be downloading this book uh, after the show. There you go. Well, we'll, we'll that's be good. Good. Well, thank you for... Thank you for the health tip. And I'm glad you're feeling better. Yes, and I wish I could have been here just for this. Although I think last year I had to to come a week later as well. So I'm really your New Year's gift. Yeah, that was more legal reasons, though. (laughs) It was a border crossing thing. It went terribly wrong. (laughs) That's right. When we were trying to get to Vancouver, they said, why are you coming to Vancouver this way? Yeah, why would you come in on the 99? Wouldn't you come in on the number one? (laughs) None of your business. (laughs) None of your beeswax. So how are you? How are you guys? How are you, have you been oh, since I last saw you? Oh, it's going to be like this, is it? <laughs> no, normally uh, you ask me that. Since but... la- you might notice that we're in a different place. Yes, right now. Uh, so the reason that we're in this uh, house is because I got evicted a couple of months ago, wow. uh, and technically I should have moved like uh, on the, on January first. That should have been the moving day. Uh, but our landlord uh, did a, a swiggity diggity uh, thing where they wanted us out of there because of a lot of uh, legal biggity boogity and uh, they couldn't afford to insure <laughs> all these the technical house. Terms, I basically, all these things that were like completely illegal about the house yeah. came to came to roost. And uh, it was like, you guys should really leave now. I'm like, oh, well, meh. And uh, of course, you tell everyone this and they go like, oh, in Vancouver, the market, oh, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, we know. We know. We had to, <laughs> we were like three years ago, we got like a similar situation. Sure. Um, but then we lucked out because what I always say whenever you're looking for a place is go go online or talk to all your friends and just go, we're looking for a place because that's the the only way to really get a place is to talk to people who know people who know people. Sure. Right. You know, sure it's not sense. going on the rental guides. It's not looking. It used to be looking at the paper. Yeah. You, you have to like know someone who knows someone. <clears throat> the first thing you someone. should do is go right onto Craigslist. That's the best place to find a, a domicile. <laughs> all honest people. Craigslist, which is why it has a little peace sign, because it's uh, icon. yeah. My wife uh, did do the Craigslist thing for a while and was like, "Oh, this looks pretty good. Let's go check this place out." And we went there. <laughs> you know, it's just like just immediately you just see like there's a whole bunch of wet mail coming out of the mailbox and like you know, there's fences with lots of slats going every different way. And it's like this is when you're showing off the house. Yeah, yeah. This is the day that you would gussy it up. Yeah. So yeah. regularly, you know, they're doing nothing. <laughs> but uh, we lucked out in that uh, a person who I did, I did their uh, their uh, internet show, their internet video game show. Uh, they had a place that they were using to edit video game stuff. And then, uh, then they stopped doing that. Uh, so they have this place, and uh, they, uh, they asked if I wanted to rent it. 
And we came and we were like, no, there's no way. There's no way. This is dumb. Of course not. It's not an area we're used to living in. It's too expensive. But we can't do it. We came in. Like, Son of a bitch. We got to get it. <laughs> God damn it. God yes. damn it. It's just it's just that little bit more expensive that's, than it's comfortable. So it's like every month, okay, let's hope this checks are coming in. Let's really get that hustle on. Let's do a little bit extra work. And uh, it's, uh, it's fun. But uh, but we do like the place quite a bit, and uh, people seem to like it, and we've been able to have like a couple of get-togethers here that have been nice. It's been very nice. We were here for uh, New Year's Eve, for instance. Mm-hmm. That would have been perfect. It's a party it's, house. It, it's a little it's bit. A it, it was before. <laughs> yeah. Might be one of the reasons we got it. It's a great <laughs> island for an island party. Yes. Yeah, we, we actually have a nice little island. Yeah. Uh, we have a stove that's got six burners that uh, seems ridiculous to me. It's, it's, everything <laughs> is very high-tech to the point where we don't understand it. Like, everything has a screen that then you do things to, and it's like, um... Like, I got no idea how to change the filters in the... Uh, there's a vent that's above the stove that, uh, you know, it's telling me electronically we must do this, and it's everything sings their problems to me. <laughs> just like, we need to repair this. You should fix this thing. Like, where do I get the thing? <laughs> la, 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 la. Like, oh. Not very helpful. Yeah, it's it's just checking out YouTube videos to see how to fix absolutely everything. Mm. Which is a crazy thing, right? But it works. It is, but you feel like the only problem is... When these go south, that's it. It's like the electronic going south. It's not dad takes the screwdriver and fixes the toaster. It's the, well, dad can't fix the, you know, Bluetooth hookup of the toaster. The chip is gone. (laughs) Now we got to get another one because that's the world we live in. You know. You're right. You're right. I I mean, I don't know how long I kept our old stove running by replacing the element in it. I think three times I replaced the element inside the stove. You know, like in the it, oven. Yeah, in the oven, the, like the, inside the oven, the right. big element. Because you can buy them, and you just, yeah. you just, yeah. un, you know, unhook the, and take off the wiring, and then put a new one in, and then rehook, hook the wiring. It's not that hard to do. Yeah. But I can't imagine doing that on our new computerized ceramic top, uh, fancy oven. Mm-hmm. That just seems like they're disposable Whoa. now. Everything's disposable. Well, that's a, that is true, and it, because I was actually reading an, an article about um, talking about appliances. And I was saying basically like equivalent, like if you were buying an appliance that people bought in the 50s now, the equivalent that you'd pay for it is $5,000. That's what it was for them. Like our $5,000 is what they were paying in their right. money for those goods. So you expected those to last, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, like you're paying a, a lot car. of money. You, <laughs> yeah. you didn't want it falling apart in a year because the new what bells and whistles are out on it. Like you just wanted that thing to go forever. And you know what? That is admirable. I mean, we had that that oven that we had in the house was there from '74 till last year when we replaced it, yeah. or two years ago when we replaced it. It was so old that it was quite racist. <laughs> it, it would it wouldn't warm up Chinese food. <laughs> That's it. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Will you toast this white bread? Yes. No problem. But not very much. <laughs> Any German food, you just put that right in there. Here's your, here's your strudel. <laughs> it was, it was a good, it was a good oven for that. I mean, for that amount of time. And then, of course, the problem is, is your your fridge goes. So you replaced your fridge, and so we had a, a white fridge, and then we had we still had our almond colored stove from the seventies, and then our old dishwasher also got replaced. And we ended up because we found one for sale. It had a stainless steel. Stainless steel, sure. So then, <laughs> then so we had our white fridge, our almond-colored stove, and a stainless steel uh, dishwasher. So then you're like, well, we got to replace. 
So then someone, someone on, uh, on Facebook was advertising they're getting rid of a couple of fridges. We're like, oh, they're stainless steel. We should get one. So we went and got it. I did, not realizing, of course, that it's a modern fridge. So it's like 36 inches wide, <laughs> which is basically the size of our doors in our house. Right. And, you hope because you got to get it through the door in your house. Yeah. And yeah, it was like the whole way in. It was just like drag it up the stairs, scrape it up. The, I, had take, <laughs> I had to take the banister off the railing. We finally get it upstairs. It was too tall to go into the space for it. <laughs> right. And too wide. <laughs> it's like... So we just we have this giant. So it's on the front lawn. We, no, you have we, to go out to get the eggs. No, we just have Which this giant because that's where the chicken is too. <laughs> we just have this giant fridge wedged into into this spot, and it kind of has to stick out because otherwise you can't open the doors. If you have it like all the way in, it's too tight to open the doors. So oh, it's just a mess. So we need to. So we so now with that stainless stainless steel. So then when the the stove started to go. And I feel bad because the stove actually, it wasn't the stove's fault. <laughs> no, no. The stove is the victim here. The stove is the victim. Because what happened was, for some reason, in our fuse box, the, okay, so because the stove is two, because the stove is 220, or 240, I should say, not 120 as our usual voltages for right. most of our things we plug in. So it has this, that extra big plug. But it has two of its own breakers in the fuse box. What happened was one of those kicked. So one was working and one wasn't. So the stove was working but wasn't working in this weird way. And so I assumed it was the stove and I was like, took it apart and I was in the back and I was looking at the wiring and doing all this stuff and it would never work. And finally I was like, I give up. I can't figure out what's wrong with it. We'll have to get a new one. So we get a new one, plug it in. It still doesn't work. So then I go downstairs to the fuse box and look and go, fuck. <laughs> so just spent right. a bunch of money that I didn't have to because all I could have done was just turn off and on and now everything is working fine. But it was too late. Wow. We'd already committed to a new stainless steel ceramic top, stupid computerized self-cleaning oven, which, by the way, self-cleaning sounds really attractive when you're buying a new oven after you've been cleaning what your does own it, oven. What does that mean? Because I think ours does that, but I don't know what it means. So basically what, what it is is the inside superheats mm -hmm. and burns off all of the stuff that's caked on it. All right, that sounds and safe. And creates like a white chalk at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, also and then, safe. Yeah. And you just kind of brush it out. And that's where asbestos comes from. That's right. Very safe. <laughs> Absolutely safe. You you save it in an envelope and you mail it yeah. to Maytag and they're doing something with it. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's I mean it's handy. I mean it's better than like you know before when you put in like Easy Off, yeah, which is a complete lie, and you just spray that on, then you have to leave it on for two hours, put a bunch of newspapers around underneath your stove so anything that drips out doesn't destroy your floor, mm -hmm. and then. You're saying Charlotte Ray was full of shit when she uh, endorsed it. <laughs> That's what killed Charlotte Ray. That's what killed her. Oh, her head in the oven? <laughs> head easy in the oven. off. <laughs> she seemed attracted to the easy off uh, fell. Oh, no, sorry. Mr. Muscle. It was Mr. Muscle. Because oh. the whole thing was, you're a good man to wake up to. Because That's... she would do it in the night and then come in the morning like, you're a good man to wake up to. Mm. It's a weird sexy kind of... <laughs> like, I get where you're going with this, and it's the 70s. It was the 70s, But yeah. you want to, okay. like, you know, Mr. Muscle. Yeah. Okay. He All just, right, Charlotte Ray. God bless you. He'd just smile and take his key out of the bowl. <laughs> and that's the facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad, you fuck some foam, and there you have Charlotte Ray. <laughs> she did some things. <laughs> oh, she did some things. 
Well, the good thing about that, because now yeah. that you've said that, that spooks me. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of our new podcast. That spooks me. That's, this is our new segment. That spooks me. Because? Um, uh, I, uh, what was I going to say? Is this oven related? It's oven related okay. because we have a fuse box okay. in our garage. Yes. And it's not hidden, right? There's no door on the front of it. Okay. It's bare to the world. So every, <laughs> wow. Every time you come in, you are sort of forced to glance at it. Yeah. And there is uh, a two switches that are actually tied together with like a little zap strap. Oh, okay. And I bet that's the oven. Could be the oven, or could be your dryer. Oh, it could be oh, the dryer. Both, that's both of them, both of them run off off uh, two forty. Oh, of course, right. So, but uh, so what would happen there is it would probably pull the other one off, and you would have to fix them both. You could never end not up necessarily, in that. not necessarily, because it'll it'll this one will move over and then leave the other one. But if it was tied tight enough, I think either... Well, mine has like a metal clip that holds them together, supposedly. Oh, and even that... And even that... Failed. Was, yeah, it no, wasn't okay, enough. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Where our, fr- our fridge... Or metal tab, I should say. Uh, went in the summer. Your what's for your fridge? Our fridge. Okay. And so I, I we have a, a smoke detector. We have two of them, in fact. Man, did you ever foil all those kids calling you, <laughs> prank calling you that summer? <laughs> Is your refrigerator ending? No. no. Click. <laughs> I'm going to go let St. Albert out of his can. Goodbye. And um, the the smoke detector goes off every once in a while. With no smoke. But you still have to go everywhere. Attic, downstairs, outstairs. Outstairs? Outstairs. That's what we got. We paid extra for it. In the great outstairs. And then it would stop. And so you got into the habit where it would go off. And I would just leap out of bed automatically, and I would run to it and look to it like it was some <laughs> god on the yeah. ceiling. And it would stop. And I would go, well, here I go, up into the Jacob's Ladder in the, the attic, and yeah. then into all of the rooms, and sniffing, and smelling, and smelling, and sniffing. Yeah. And I went downstairs, and I went, hey, there is a weird smell here. Hmm. And I think it was the fridge. So okay. I put my head behind the fridge. It's definitely the fridge. Weird, burny, kind oh. of creepy uh-huh. smell. Okay. And then uh, Jennifer says, Jason! <laughs> And I go, yeah, there's a smell. Get down here. I've got to empty out the fridge. Let me show you the smell. That's right. Come and smell the smell. It's really bad. Get down here. And so I'm loading Don't stuff say we don't freezer. do anything together. <laughs> this is it. Put I up some pretty. Places. Come on downstairs. <laughs> this is what you wear to empty out the fridge at two in the morning? No wonder I don't do anything with you. <laughs> And uh, the next day, I went out and looked at fridges. Now I was all concerned about the height and the width and the whole thing. Uh, like smart, that. Smarter I, than I am, sir. And I was all ready. I had committed. I was thinking this. I'm going to do this. I'm putting this money aside. We're going to do this. Yep. We're going to bring it in. It's going to be fantastic. Yep. And Jennifer says, she has a clever brother. She says, do you think Troy could fix this? And I said, no, no, you can't fix this. There's no point even asking. You didn't want him to. You wanted a new fridge. <laughs> well, part of the, one of the drawers is held together with duct tape. It's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. And I say, well, okay, just ask him. Rolling your eyes as hard as possible. Exactly. I hit the, okay. I hit the ceiling fixture yeah. with my eyes. I rolled them so hard. <laughs> I went back and forth like a <laughs> film noir. Snake eyes. And so we texted him and said, hey, can you fix a fridge that does this? And he says, yeah, sure. What's the part number? Or what's the serial number? Right. So I'm behind the fridge. I, I send this to him. The next day he says, I'm going to go down and I'm going to find out. And so he goes down and he says, oh, sorry, they don't have the part, but we can get the part. And I've done the YouTube research now. Yeah. And I said, I think it's the, uh, I think it was the starter. Something okay. similar to like on a car. Yeah. When the thermostat kicks in and it goes, mm-hmm. it has to do the thing to get the thing started. Sure. And it wasn't doing that. Okay. Mm. And so he says, are you sure it's that? And I said, well, I turned it on again. 
and smoke poured out of it. Oh. Yeah, but like a thick, like it went down. Yeah. Smoke didn't go up. It came out and it went down like a Oh, weird, interesting. Like, oh, it's uh, haunted. You, you, might, yeah. Have found, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. might have found a genie. <laughs> might have, I made a wish. Yeah. Will you please fix this fridge? <laughs> and so he went and he got the little part and he came over to our place. It was the hottest day in August. And we pulled it all out and we had the flashlights and stuff. And he put it all together and we turned it on. Sure enough, it worked. Mm. And I said, well... That's great. Yeah. I mean, it certainly saved us getting a whole new fridge. And yeah. It costs, yeah. I don't know, 100 bucks or something. First, you don't succeed, part. try Troy again. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. I said, have you fixed other fridges? I've been, I've been keeping that in my head for about five minutes. <laughs> I know. I just want to get it out. Yeah, yeah. Waiting for yeah. how it was Oh, out. completely. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I had a joke from earlier in the show that I could not wedge in for uh, for, for love or money. But anyway, continue. <laughs> Do we need it written you know, down? That we can bring uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. It, the we may is... come around to it again, and I may try and sell <laughs> sure, it. Sure, but at sure. this point, I've like let it go. But <laughs> yeah, please weird, continue. I don't let that stop me at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I said, "Have you fixed fridges before?" He says, "Never." Mm. He's that kind of guy. Yeah, like if you yeah. said to me, "Hey, can you fix a fridge?" I'd say, "No, don't even try." <laughs> I've never fixed a fridge. Sure. Anytime I've ever seen anybody fix a fridge, it was always one of those uh, shows where there's like, "We've got a hidden camera. Let's see what happens if a woman's home alone and a guy comes to fix her fridge." It might have been porn, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I might be watching porn. But the guy would go. That camera doesn't seem hidden at all, and there seem to be about five of them. <laughs> <laughs> people all over the place. Yeah, how'd they get that angle? <laughs> <laughs> but he fixed it. And now we got an old shitty fridge with duct tape drawers nice. that works just fine. That's good. Well, you know, that's 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 uh, not bad. Can I ask a question? Did yes. you get did you get the parts from Reliable Parts? My most my favorite name for a, a company that sells parts for things. Mm. That's where I that's where I go to get uh, I think you might have gone to Trail Appliances. Yes, so that's where they sell reliable parts. Oh, is that reliable yeah, parts? Yeah, that's, that's in the back part yeah, of Trail yeah, yeah. Appliances. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe it was. I just love that name. It's so hilarious. Yeah, it's reliable parts. Reliable it's very parts. Old it seems school. like it I seems... prefer. I prefer places have honest as the first uh, name. <laughs> honest parts. Yeah. Uh, well, on like honest ads or something yeah, yeah. back in the day it would be sure. like uh, that. Where you want to go? It's like, well, the guy's honest. Mm. He's so honest. He put it in his damn name. <laughs> he, he couldn't be a he couldn't be a liar and like have a name honest. Yeah, this feels like like Honest John and Pinocchio. That guy Fox was honest. Honest John. Well, it this feels like if you're going to name your parts company. Yeah. Like Reliable, of course, is a good name, but it feels kind of obvious. Like, yes, we know they're reliable. We assume that's part of like your deal selling them. So your name should be like, you know, Fast Parts. No, I got a better or name. Easy Parts. No, I got a better you know? name. Better name. Okay. Private Parts. There you go. Because what they say is like, we'll be confidential. Yeah. We will not tell anybody yeah. that no, you're anything broke. Sure. Mm-hmm. We won't tell anyone that you that you had to come back three times. Yeah. You didn't know what you're doing. <laughs> we will keep mum about it, and we'll give you the good, the best parts. Yeah. The private parts. Sure. So come into the back and see our private parts. <laughs> wouldn't uh, Wouldn't you be curious? Go through the beaded curtain and get uh, a part for the fridge. If there was a beaded curtain, yes, I would be. More I will than be curious. through it in a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go through it too fast because you're going to tangle it. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> so now this is uh, I'm going to slightly veer off. All right, and the, the I'll I'll off. veer to another direction after you've done your veering. And then I'll bring it all to a screeching halt. <laughs> Please <good>. do. <laughs> so I, uh, last week, last week, uh, I actually went and visited my mom and dad. I actually went twice to visit my mom and dad. Even I went. We went on Christmas Eve day. Ooh, ooh. Yes. Was there a Dedrick Boxing Day this year that I didn't know about? Yes. Okay, so that's two years in a row, Ian. That's two years in a row. We, we talked a little bit about it last time, okay. and uh, it, but it was a small, it was, small gap. It, okay. it was a no children allowed. Right. No, not even children, because obviously we're not children, but no 
no uh, results of us having fun are allowed. Okay. At the Boxing Day party. Okay, I'm confusing it with the eggs Dedrick time at your oh, place. Oh no no no! This is yeah, This is nothing. This is this is our Boxing Day celebration, which used to be you know the thirty of us, thirty five of us coming together, getting really bored together, and then going back home <laughs> for another year. Yeah. For yeah, <laughs> and not seeing each other for a whole other year. Okay. But that that has gone the way of the dodo. It has because, finally dwindled down. Well, it's that the the the. I mean, it's understandable. My my mom is old. Your mom is gone. Yeah, she's so old, she's dead. <laughs> Same with my dad. Yes, <laughs> thank you. If you combine their ages, they're both dead. <laughs> so, uh, my God, don't combine our ages. Then. <laughs> um, my aunt is old. Like all our aunts and uncles are old now, mm-hmm. and none of them want to deal with putting putting on this big giant. Thing. It was okay are they when living they in their own places, or are they in a lot of them uh, like aren't care even, facilities or anything? Not, not that, but a lot of them aren't okay. even... They're not in their original places. Like They're not in a house anymore. My aunt and uncle... One of my aunt and uncles are living in a basement suite. Other aunt and uncle gave up their house, and they're living in a condo. So this is no room. There's not. There's no energy for it. My mom... There's really two houses left. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad's house, my auntie Pat's, and Uncle Stacy's house. So that's... She's the opposite of regular Pat. That's right. She's anti-Pat. Yes, that's right. <laughs> they can never touch those two. They <laughs> just too. explode. Anti-Patter and Patter can never... Yeah. And most of the family is actually really. Dark Pat, but we know nothing, <laughs> we know nothing about... <laughs> nothing at well, that, all. apparently that holds it all together. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's as much as it sounds like it's a bad thing, mm-hmm. you really do need it. Yeah. 95% sure. Dark Pat. <laughs> so... So there's only two places that could be hosting it, and neither of them want the the trouble of it. So, so they've 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 made it now that it's just the old people, the the brothers and sisters, the original right. the ones the that are left of the yep. dwindling group of uh, of that generation of Dedricks come together <laughs> as one as one they, form Voltron. They form Voltron. <laughs> they cry, They fight crime for one evening a year, only on Boxing Day. Do they form? <laughs> they give the power of boxes and they go out and they fight crime then they come back home and yeah complain okay. so i went over to my mom and dad's we went over on christmas eve day yes and i thought that was pretty heroic for one thing what was amazing about it is that i was not panic i was not still wrapping presents in a panic or still shopping in a panic well they did shop in a panic in the morning because i panic at christmas time but we went over there and by the way, it was a great drive because no one was on the roads. So it was mm-hmm. wonderful. The Christmas Eve day, you think, wow, it's going to be so busy out there. Were you the one that was telling me that's the, the best day to go to Disneyland? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Christmas Eve day. Christmas Eve day, yeah. Or Christmas day. No, Christmas day is very busy. Right. Apparently, it's quite a tradition for a lot of families to go to uh, well, or go to Disneyland for, right. for Christmas. I'm still listening to you while I run to get a second soda. That's fine. But Christmas Eve day, we went in the morning and we were done like all the big rides at Disneyland by 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. Okay. There's just no lines. Yeah. So a word to the wise, wink. Disney had 20 Disneyland hacks you should know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most important. The best days to go. I imagine there are other good days to go. Here's the, here's the one hack. I just don't know. The them. guy that wrote that uh, Cars 3. That's a hack. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that John Lasseter. Did he write Cars 3? I, I don't know think he, he was even think. in the room. He might have been out for that. He he agreed to it being made, though. I'm sure he did. Sure. I suppose, as our, I suppose as, it was basically this was his choice, though. We want to make Cars 3. Well, I don't know. Or we'll have to get someone else to do your job. Okay. Cars 3 it is. 
Yeah, we'll also make all those ones about planes and then the rescue planes and the bug. Uh, Sorry. Apparently, he really likes really likes those uh, those movies. So John I Lasseter. think he's the only one, except for kids. <laughs> kids love him too. Kids like a oh. car, a talking car, mm-hmm. in a universe talking, where humans have all been killed. Or a talking yeah, plane makes no sense. They love it all. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to remember my dad's. Yes, and, and you watch was, cars. We watch cars with <laughs> all them. Three. as you all do. It's it's the tradition. <laughs> And it was okay. It was it was kind of a non-event sort of a visit. What did what did you guys eat? What's uh, who makes food and who does what? Oh going? no, this was just Eve and I. We just dropped by for like a couple hours just to chat. But was there like lunch or anything no, served? No no. no, no, we came late. Like, but we went there around like two o'clock or something. Oh, okay, all right. And we left at four. So we kind of, you know, I don't want to put my mom into trouble. I did have some of her delicious uh, fruitcake while I was there. Nice. That's very good. I'm a big fan of fruitcake. I know a lot of people aren't. So what you're saying is, if yep. you got leftover fruitcake yep. from Christmas, yep. send it to you. No. That's what if, I'm hearing. If yeah. you have my Dave's, mom's fruitcake. Dave said, uh, please you can it. find Dave's address uh, on our website, sneakydragon.com. Please send him your fruitcake. I don't Any and all old fruitcake. I have t- <laughs> I have had other fruitcake, but I don't think it's quite as good as what my mom makes. Hmm. I think she has a very good recipe. And I particularly do not like the store-bought stuff, which I think is really horrible. And she doesn't really use like a lot of rum and stuff. I feel like people over overdo all that aspect of it. You really got to soak it, do you? Like, should it be a danger? <laughs> should it be a, a you know risk? Of, well, it like, depends if you want to light it on fire, which is something that people do like doing with a plum cake or a fruit mm, cake of okay. some sorts. But okay, so you got there too. So we were there for a short visit. This was not the, this was not the exciting visit. Okay. Then we left. I felt like that's yeoman's duty. My mom complains that I never visit. I visit her, visited her Christmas Eve. There we go. Okay. Came over. This is going to give you bonus points. This is should give me bonus points. When you get to heaven, they're just going to like go, just go in. Yeah. Go. On. Fucking right. Yeah. yeah. Here's the here's Better. the maybe not now. Here's the all here's the all day <laughs> ride pass. Here, go. Take so <laughs> you were smart to come here on Christmas Eve day because it's really quiet here. Yeah. <laughs> in heaven. Yeah. It's the quietest day. Walk right in. Walk right in. Hey, St. Peter. So. So then we, of course, we didn't see them Christmas Day, didn't see them Christmas or uh, Boxing Day. Went over on Friday because I got off, got off work early on Friday. We went over and I was actually a little, I was a bit trepidatious. Mm, I mm. felt like things weren't, weren't so good. But we went, went anyway. Okay, you had a bad feeling about it. I had Star a bad Wars feeling. Style. Yeah, I had a bad feeling about this. We got into the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> flew over to my mom and dad's. And the traffic was way worse. Then our oh, of course. Christmas Eve day drive. Oh, right. Christmas Eve day drive. What a what a drive. How many parsecs did it take? <laughs> <laughs> we did that. We did the Kessel Run. In, I don't know. How, Twelve parsecs. Is that what? Is that the quote? And we remember. ended up with the Kessel Runs in that for the next two days. <laughs> oh, that acid reflux. That's right. The reflux diet will fix that right up. <laughs> so we get to my mom and dad's. My mom is mad. She's oh the the thing that was the 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 ameliorating factor on the Christmas Eve visit. That's a great word. Thank you. Was my aunt was there. My fake aunt was there visiting my mom. My fake aunt loves me, so I can do no wrong. So my mom, my mom said I was stupid because, uh, and my aunt said, stupid and David in the same sentence? That doesn't make any sense. It's like, <laughs> I love my Auntie Ruth. And then, but, but I'm stupid because I told my mom one time that I prefer her tarts made with like her own pastry mix, not like a frozen yeah. tart thing. Wow, are you stupid? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so what a that stupid. is so worth telling your child. 
that they're stupid. <laughs> yes, it yeah. sure is. They're your adult child. <laughs> yep. By the way, here's the thing. If you're talking to someone who may have the ability to put you in a home at some point, and a good home yeah. or a stabby home, maybe around when they're yeah. in their early 50s, it's yeah. not the time to start really sure. just digging in with the, yeah. hey, dum-dum. Yeah. Unless you're Red Fox, in which case it's charming. Sure. Oh. Like, hey, dummy. Then it's then it's great, but I don't think she said it to you like, "Hey, dummy," <laughs> right? That's not that's not your mom. No, she doesn't have that gruff of voice. Try my fruitcake, dummy. Hey, <laughs> Try my fruitcake. <laughs> okay, mom. Where's that? <laughs> Where's that dummy? That's right. I'm coming, Elizabeth. That's right. I'm coming. Well, we're all sewn the same in the old Dedrick house. It's a big one. <laughs> So and it's still what an odd response to say. I prefer your homemade pastry, yeah. and that's somehow well stupid, stupid. Because I put her to the extra labor of having to make her own pastry rather than just buying frozen. Yeah. Well, I you mean, d- you by the way, you just complimented her. Yeah, that was just a compliment. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And here's the other thing: she could tell me that the frozen dessert or tart dough that she was using was fresh made. I wouldn't know. I'm not going to say she's lying. She could say, oh, that is, I made that myself. I'd be like, okay. But she won't lie to you. She will just insult <laughs> just you. insult me to my face. In a cruel way in public. <laughs> so fake Auntie Ruth. So fake Auntie Ruth. That, that, she was, yeah. She, was, she defended you. By the way, did. did your mom yeah. come up with the name fake Auntie Ruth? Because no, <laughs> it sounds like it would make sense. That's my own name. I just, cause, hey, you know, stupid. Hey, fake. She just. Nothing <laughs> here. She's my, she's my aunt. I don't want to say, I wouldn't say, she's not actually a fake aunt because she's, she's as dear to me as my Aunts who are related to me by by whatever marriage or familial blood. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, something she said something else too that I can't. But it was really good because yeah, she was just she was kind of keeping my mum who is you know in a in a in a, in a place because you know one reason I like Christmas so much uh, from my childhood on is the one time a year you're guaranteed to have a happy mum the whole. Christmas time. Like, she was supposed to be in a good yeah, mood okay. the whole time. All right. She wouldn't get crabby. Okay. She wouldn't get critical. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't nag. She'd just be, like, in a place of bonhomie the whole the whole Noel season. But now, not so much. Now, <laughs> just a quick question. Place. When she called you stupid, was that also in front of your daughter? Yeah. Of course. Why would wow! Oh, God. Okay, so how's that go over with your with your daughter? How's that go over with Eve seeing uh, Dad called stupid? That uh, that feel good to her? She, no, she, she doesn't really like that kind no, of No, no, she, she shouldn't. Yeah. That's really fucking wrong. Yeah. Okay, but sorry. And I don't mean this in a, like, you know, you're going to take care of it or anything. Because you're not. Because, listen, this road has been paved. Oh, yeah. And this is the way this is going to go. Sure. I, I get it. I have I have already internalized all this stuff. There's right, no, right. There's but no just, going back. But just, yes. to, just to make it clear, yeah. from two people who are hearing this story. Yeah. That's really wrong. And your aunt as well <laughs> yeah. understands it's wrong. And yeah. your daughter, of course, understands sure, it's wrong. Everything about that was just completely wrong. Yeah. All right. Because they grew up in a situation where their father didn't call them stupid. So that's, they, this is not a world they've internalized the way that I have internalized. Right. So to Friday, we go over there. Now, unfortunately, on Friday, my aunt wasn't there. <laughs> oh. So this is this pure, pure mom, pure mom and dad. And my, also my, my brother was there because he lives at my parents' house. So he's there. So I come in the house. And you expect some 
nice greetings and stuff like that. It's Merry Christmas. No, I don't. I don't because I've heard many of these stories. Yeah, I know, exactly. Were you expecting nice greetings? I wasn't. I wasn't even. Were you expecting them. tidings of great joy, comfort and joy? Yeah. No, no, there were no tidings of comfort and joy. Accusation and uh, yeah. mellifluence. Yeah. Were you expecting <laughs> old acquaintance to be forgot? Did you say mellifluence? <laughs> Isn't that mean like <laughs> like something is mellifluous? It's like flowing and. Well, I just know the uh, yeah. maleficent, the the evil fairy yes, was that's there, that's different. And yeah. even she was going, "This is a bit much, right?" <laughs> and I'm an evil fucking fairy <laughs> that will try and kill a kingdom. Yeah, but like calling her, what did she call him? That's just wrong. <laughs> I wanted anyway. to say malevolence. That's what oh, I was Oh, yeah, after. malevolence. But yeah. I don't know big words. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what are a... you, stupid? Yeah. <laughs> One of them stupid Dedricks. <laughs> One of them frozen tart prefers. <laughs> See, to me, it would be dumb, dumb Dedricks would be a much funnier way of saying, listen, oh. dumb, dumb. And I'd be like, oh, well, that's lovable. But like, stupid? <laughs> Jesus stupid. Christ. Okay. So, tarts. so my... Uh, so no welcoming thing. Did you Do you walk into your mom and dad's house? I always walked into mom and dad's Like sitcom style? Like you wait for them to like yeah. say something like, this is the worst smell I've ever smelled. Hello! Do you come in? Like you, you really time it out? That's right. I listen. I listen at the door for them to say something. Yeah, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. Hello! Yeah. I try to wait for them wet. to say this is the best thing that could ever happen. Hello! Aww. Cricket, cricket, boom! <laughs> so my mom, my mom is mad. My mom is mad. We get there, my mom is mad. Okay. No reason for her to be mad, because I have not said a word. We've just walked in the door. We visited two days before. Mm-hmm. Mary called her on Christmas Day. She didn't return the call, but she did call her. Um, so we go in. My brother's sitting at the table playing video games on a, on a computer. And when we walk in, he immediately starts to play music, because we are deeply in competition with each other. I didn't know this, okay. <laughs> oh, but we are deeply in competition with each other I th- over who is who knows more music or who's better. Oh, okay. Better I thought it was music. like when it, like he just started playing tubular bells just to really set the mood as creepy and this is going to be bad. <laughs> right. Cue the music. Yeah, That's why is it so doing. foggy outside? <laughs> so he starts playing the music on his on his thing. He goes, "Oh, do you know this band here? I'll play them for you." You know, doing whatever he's playing this music, and I'm like, "Uh huh, that's good." So then we're sitting sitting in the we're sitting in the kind of off the kitchen TV room area, trying to talk to my mom and dad. The music is slowly getting louder and louder. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like, Glenn, Glenn, could you turn could you turn it down a little bit? This is kind of loud, right? So he turns it down. We're talking away. Starts to go up again in volume. <laughs> up, up, up. Finally, Glenn, can you t- turn it down? Like we're trying to talk in here. It's ridiculous. My my I can't dad. hear the insults. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> my dad is a... Uh... I'm a chunderhead? Oh, that's a right. dunderhead. I don't know what I'm being called. <laughs> right. I need to tell my therapist this next week. I'm either Cupid or right. I'm still stupid. Should I be naked wearing a diaper and angel wings or should I be sitting here in a morose state of, of usual feeling of low self-esteem? So... <laughs> We gave my mom. Oh, we dropped off a little gift for my mom and dad when we were there. Just, oh, it's this parents little hate thing. That. They hate gifts. It's just a, our family calendar for the year. So sure. you know, we just have pictures of the girls through the year, and and you know, they're the picture by themselves and their birthdays and blah blah blah. So my mom hasn't opened it though. It's just sitting under the tree. So my dad's like, "Should we open this now that uh, Dave and Eve are here?" My mom's like, "What? Should we open this present from them?" 
oh, if you want to, I, I can't be bothered. And she leaves, she goes to back into the kitchen. Like, what? Okay. Yeah. That was your uh, classic mistake, was bringing your present. <laughs> Bottless. Stupid. Last then mistake. My, then my dad's like, she comes back in for some reason. My dad's like, well, what if, what if we give them uh, our gift? And she was like, what gift? Like she's just like it doesn't exist. She's like, well, if you want, whatever, you know. And my dad's just like, well, okay. gift of love. Then my dad does the usual thing, which is like, all right, whatever you say, all I'll right. just sit back, put up with this. <laughs> okay. So then, um, finally, my mom goes over to the tree and gets his envelope <laughs> and sets it on fire <laughs> and says, "Get out." That would be that would be explicable. You could explain that, but can you explain this? All right. Okay. She gives me this envelope. Clearly, her handwriting on it. I have grown up with this woman. I know her handwriting. Yeah. She goes, I think this is from Cam and Chris, my other brother and and sister-in-law that aren't there. Uh I think this is from Cam and Chris. I don't know who who left it here. I'm like, okay. I'm looking at this writing on the front of this envelope. Like, okay. I open it up. And inside it is a check for us. For Lisa and I, from my mom, and has her signature on the check that she wrote, that she knows she gave me, and why is she pretending that she didn't write it, and now is handing it to me like, oh, what's this little thing I found here? La di da, might be from anyone. This old thing, it's so weird. Wow, like it makes no sense, right? Right, and, when you and cash, also, and when you Glenn, cash- Glenn, can you turn down the music? <laughs> God. You took it to the bank, you cashed I'm, it, and then you went, okay, well, there isn't a hold on it, but I've got to do this. Hey, stupid. <laughs> like, it just, it just, <laughs> it's on the screen. It's like, I have to say it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, what, that's part of what I have to that's say. That's why we use the ATM, the automatic talking machine. Hey, stupid. <laughs> Cashing check now, dum-dum. <laughs> the only way to win is not to play. <laughs> oh, David, you're such a dummy. So, it was very odd. And then, oh, and then... My, my brother spend, and I and spend the check on some. Therapy. My brother and I got into a terrible one-sided <laughs> fight. Move. We got into a terrible one-sided fight when we, when Eve noticed that my mom had got a white spot cookbook for for Christmas. Oh my God! I'm glad you guys fought over that. And so, so then uh, we we asked a normal question: Is triple O sauce in there? Mm. No, it's not because it's a secret. And then Glenn says, "Well, it's just relish in Thousand Islands. It's triple O sauce." Mm-hmm. To which I said, "No, it's not because." Everyone knows it's mayonnaise, like a mayonnaise mix and with with relish. So I said, no, it's not. He goes, yeah, it is. I said, no, it's not Thousand <laughs> Islands. I think you're thinking of a Big Mac. No, it's Thousand Islands. If you say anything else, I'm going to kill you. And I went, it's not Thousand Islands. <laughs> wow. so then he pulls a knife out of a drawer and he says, if you say that again, I'm going to come over there and stab you. Which point I thought, well, I'm going to drop it now. Yes! But the weird thing no, is, no, 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 no. I think I'm going to drop it now. <laughs> but the weird thing no, is... No, 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 no. No, whatever sure. the next thing... No, not yeah. the weird thing is. Okay. That's enough. No, First no, of all, it's... threatening that he's going to kill you. Yeah. That's enough. Hmm? That's the end of your time there. That's, well, where's my hat? <laughs> we're gone, and we're never talking to him again. Now, that has escalated, and he's gone in and got a knife. Got a knife. Got a knife out of the drawer. It's so like he weird. knew where the knives were. Oh, he knows. He lives there. Okay. And that's his stabbing drawer. <laughs> so he's gone. He's gotten a knife. I know. Is this a regular thing? Right. Okay. Now that's the point where you just go, I'm going to get this hat and a spare hat, and I'm going to put these two hats on. 
And we're leaving. And I'm going out the window. I'm going out whatever is the closest way out uh, of here. That is so normal to me that I didn't nope. even, it, didn't nope, even nope, 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 this, nope. This might be why nope. your mom called you stupid. Yeah. No, I'm not against her now. Now I'm kind of on her side. If if this was the thing. The reason I'm not on her side on this is that she doesn't she doesn't say to, to my brother. Yeah. Put put that away and sit down or something like that. She doesn't say anything to him. There's no admonishment of this. Wait, did she see him with the stab? In oh that? yeah, yeah. We're all in one room together. So you're in a room. Yes. Your brother pulls out a knife. Yes. Goes if you don't if you don't agree with me about this man- <laughs> minutia, yes. I'm gonna stab you to death. Yes. And Ma. Yeah. Says nothing. Said nothing at all. Look. Okay. Look, I don't want to no, call her an enabler. No, no, but, no, no. Uh, okay, I want to just say this. Yep. If you were in the house from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yes. Okay. And one of the hillbilly freaking relatives yeah. pulled a knife out of a drawer yeah. and said, You take that back, or I'm just going <laughs> to stab you. All right. At least a pa yeah. would turn and go, Put that damn fool knife down. <laughs> And, uh, and then you go, oh, the big one's coming, because it's Red Fox. <laughs> it was Red Fox. Okay, he would say that. In a house of maniacs, they would go, put the knife away. That's we're right. not stabbing our own kinfolk. That's right. We, and you gonna... want some fruitcake. Yeah, we're going to go on a stabbing spree later. That's so... Okay, listen. I, I just want to do... <laughs> let me let me do my impression right now to you, sure. and it's just going to be a visual impression. Okay. But it's going to be an impression of our listeners right now listening to this story, and it'll be like this. <laughs> you look surprised. You look, they're going. They're dialing a number or doing something. Yeah, they're calling. They're calling, uh, seeing like how they can help you. And now they're writing a note right to Sneaky Dragon, going, "Yeah, get out. get out. Don't show up at that house again. If someone can pull a knife out and no one's saying anything, don't go to back to your mom's house." It's a very odd thing, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. It's not so, odd. So no, <laughs> you're taking this way too light. A guy pulled a knife at you. Okay, and was your was 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 this was, was growing up in our house, by the way. This is this great. Is you're an adult now. You are you are in your early fifties, and if someone pulls a knife on, on you, mm-hmm. don't go to where they pulled the knife on you. Because right. at some point, do you think there's ever gonna? Do you think there's a small possibility that's that, okay? What if you had then at that point gone? <laughs> No, it's it's mayonnaise based. What do you think the next five minutes would have been like? I don't know. I don't too sure. Where How many gone. police officers do you think would be involved? Would you be here at this show? I don't, yeah, that's a good question. Is it worth is it worth your life for that? Because that is really what it could be. This sounds like you would be in legitimate danger. I say this yeah. in a semi jokey way, I but think, also, well, but he may have been joking too. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't, Dave. Do you want to see someone joking? I'll show you a joke. Here's me joking. I'm, go- I'm walking over to this drawer now. Now here's me. I'm walking over to a drawer. Yeah. All right. So now I'm pulling out a knife. Can you see this knife? Yes. Okay. Now what I've pulled out is a joke knife. This is not a real knife. See? That's a funny. It's a funny knife, right, Dave? Yeah, it's a rubber That's a knife. Funny kni- it's a funny knife. But even if I pulled this knife out in a party and told someone I was going to stab them, if they got this thing wrong... They should never come back to my house. And it's a joke knife. Yes. I agree. He pulled a real knife on you. He did. Mm, yeah, no. You shouldn't go back to that house. <laughs> so... And you shouldn't see your brother again. And I'm sincere about that. I'm sincere about that. Right. I'm going to turn to Jason now and just ask, Jason, what are your feelings on this subject as I shut this drawer? <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you guys this story once, but Glenn attacked me. What? <laughs> Well, stands to reason. But yeah, what uh, happened? We were having a, a gathering at our house, mm-hmm. and there was one room that had all the coats in it. 
right? And the bed had all the coats on it. And everybody was sort of in the kitchen. And I had come down the hall and Glenn was there. And he sort of confronted me in this kind of jokey way. Mm-hmm. But it was still uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, I don't even remember now. It was, it was probably 20 years ago. Maybe it was less than that. Ah, it doesn't matter. But he said something, and I gave a, some sort of a cheeky answer. Yeah, wise because, answer. Yeah. And then he was like, ah, and he grabbed me, and he pulled me into that room where the coats were. And he got me kind of in a headlock, and I was kind of like fighting him off and thinking, what's going on here? Yeah. And yet I didn't go, help! <laughs> help! <laughs> I was just sort of like, it was one of those kind of, kind of noises. And he's like, <laughs> and he grabbed me and he threw me down onto the bed. And then he tried to grab me again. And I was sort of fought him off. And stuff was flying around onto the floor and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I got and he laughed again. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And I got out of there. <laughs> and I don't like talking to your brother that much anymore. <laughs> so that when you did well, say that, I'll stab you. I thought, I don't know. He might have he might have come at you. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't really have stabbed you. Yes, he would have. <laughs> of course he would have. <laughs> What do you think? Okay, I'm going. uh, Yeah. Okay. So okay, I'm going to throw a couple of balls of candy in front of you. Here you go. There's a bunch of balls of candy. There's like say six balls of candy. Okay. Now, how many balls of candy would you divide into the likelihood he was going to stab? And over here is the he was not going to stab. Let's let's put some candy (laughs) in each pile. Uh, Because I'm going to put mine likely to stab (laughs) there. Now, how about you? That was all of them going in. That was all. uh, I I think. Out of the six that we have. To actually follow through with a stab. With a stab. All right, Dave says it's mayonnaise-based a second time. <laughs> well, more than a second time, but yes. Very good. I, I doubled down on the... I'm going to go... I'm going to go only three... <laughs> so for, you're saying it was a half, for 50% For an actual chance. stab. But I think the other three here, I think there should be another pile where nothing would have happened or where he would have lunged... <laughs> And possibly cut you. Let me give you three more. <laughs> but then it wouldn't have been a, a stab. Oh, wow. Okay, so you got a 30, but, 30, 30 here. But depending on how that went out, again, yeah. if there was just apathy of, uh, well, there's old there's guy, the guy with a knife. Being, he's being himself. Then you might have got, you might, you might have got stabbed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm only saying it because I got attacked one time in the hallway yeah, yeah. of my house. Oh, I got attacked many times. Right, but I, I didn't. I've only ever been attacked <laughs> once in my life, and it was that time. Oh, no, I mean by my brother. I mean mm-hmm. by anybody. We fought, we fought like cats okay, and dogs. Okay, okay, but up. as adults. No, I don't think From the age of 25 up, have yeah. you ever fought? No, no. Okay, all right, fine. How, old, I how have, old were you I at the time? my brother. I was in my 30s. Yes, there we go. Okay, really? so that's a very different situation. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, pulling a knife, <laughs> so pulling weird. a knife from a drawer over a triple O no, sauce no, that's, thing. That's <laughs> so that's crazy. <laughs> We're already in crazy town. I feel like yeah. Oh. Uh, my advice is sincerely yeah. don't uh, go into an environment where no one cares that someone pulled a knife on you. That is not a safe environment for you to be. Go to your aunt's place and uh, <laughs> see her and uh, give her give her something. Yeah. I like that you led with the check. Like that was the story of like you want to hear something crazy. <laughs> My mom gave me a check, and it was like, I don't know, who someone's from someone. Anyway, and well, also my, my brother pulled a knife you, on me on, on Christmas, <laughs> day after Christmas. No, Boxing Day. Oh, okay, that's fine. It was a couple of days after, but yes, yeah, no, it was, it was that tricky Friday after Boxing Day. <sighs> so anyway, yeah, so, sorry to come down on you like that, yeah, but I geez, thought this was this a great opportunity to tell my story, and no, it's, no, it's legitimately, great. sincerely, uh, we care about you and don't want you to be hurt. So then he left. Uh, shortly after that because oh. that's you kind of you've kind of hit a point of no return obviously so he left the room he took his computer went down the room and then started playing the music so loud it was as if he was in the room with us still 
and not listening to me to turn down his music. And I said to my mom, I said, man, he's just like a teenager, you know, because he just he wants us to know the great music he's listening to, which I understand because I was a teenager once uh-huh. and I used to play my music really loud so that everyone would know how great my music was. They didn't agree with me, but I was letting them know. But it just, you know, it just seemed weird to me that he's you know, not a teenager anymore, but still doing that. And then my mom said, <laughs> someone, I won't say her name, so-and-so, an ex-member of our family, always said we were sarcastic. I was like, mm-hmm. So I wasn't being sarcastic. I was just making an observation. <laughs> but okay, I'm sorry I said that. Let's just, you know, and then she got all mad at me. And I was like, I wasn't being sarcastic. Because so sarcasm she was, is... She was mad at you for what? Give me this. What's because I, the... I made that comment about my brother. The brother that pulled a knife on you yeah. just a while ago that yeah. she said nothing about. Because don't forget, just in case people don't remember this, but we've talked about it in the show before, I am personally responsible for all the bad things that have happened to my brother in his life because I was mean to him when we were growing up. And you told that gypsy, you don't have the guts <laughs> don't to, have curse the guts to curse my brother. My brother. <laughs> like, I'd love to I see that. I pulled a knife on that gypsy. <laughs> I said, <laughs> don't say it again that you can't curse my brother. Uh, and so... Yeah, so because I'm responsible, 100% responsible for my brother's, you know, the sort of bad things that have befallen him in his life. You deserve having a knife pulled on, uh, on you Maybe that's the case. During the holidays. Maybe that's the case. In your I'm not place. sure exactly. Right. But because I, then I criticized him, which is a no-no, because of my responsibility for all the bad things that he's done okay. in his life to himself. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> and again, I say this. <laughs> Let me just say this visit was not enjoyable for anyone. <laughs> Okay, but for okay. You, Eve, for but either, neither a, Eve nor I. No, 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 no. There's a lot of people yeah. that have an awkward Christmas. And <laughs> so, you know, there is. I've had a many an awkward Christmas. I've had Christmases where I, I was at my family and my mom decided, you know, to just go, you know what? We never believed in corporal punishment. Just brought that up like at a dinner table. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you did. And I remember this and this is a lie and this is crazy. Yeah. And there's all kind of stuff. And I've had awkward, awkward times. Sure. Okay, so that's the thing. That's in the awkward box. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a place where you're called stupid, that's possibly, you could go, and I'm not going back. I'm not going back for another holiday visit. I'm not going back for another birthday visit. Because I was called stupid there. And that's enough. If a knife is pulled on you, if a knife is pulled on you, if someone threatens to kill you with a knife and your mother, who's in the room, and was your dad in the room? Yeah. And your parents, who are in the room. Yes. See the person with a knife threatening you in front of your daughter. Uh, don't go back because that's beyond toxic. That is dangerous and some shit's going to go down in the future. And even if it doesn't, that's enough reason to not go back. <laughs> you never have to go back and you shouldn't go back. My advice to you is not to go back there. Because that's a place where someone pulled a knife on you. So don't do it. And I know you will. Because, again, we're down the fucking road of, like, what are you going to do? Not go back? And my advice is, <laughs> yes. yes. Don't go to where the knife was pulled on you. Okay. Unfortunately, as a good son. Nope. 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 It all went out the window when the knife was pulled on you and nothing I, was said. I am obliged to go. Nope. You are not. You are not obliged to go anywhere a knife was pulled on you and your life was threatened. 
there's no obligation. I'm going to put this knife here just as a reminder. <laughs> On top of the candies. To yeah. see what else. You're not obligated to go anywhere. If you went, okay, if your mother was in an old folks home. Yeah. And to get to the old folks home, uh, you walk through an area uh, where there's a guy who's going, I'm going to fucking stab you in the eyes, Dedrick. I'm going to stab your eyes out. And the guy's got a corkscrew. And everyone's looking around just going, what are you going to do? We can't stop Corkscrew Jim. And it's like, do you think Corkscrew Jim might take his eyes out? He might. You don't have to go visit your mom at that place because it's not safe. And, uh, you know, if coincidentally your mom was there watching Corkscrew Jim going, what are you going to do? It's Corkscrew Jim. And you go, that guy's an asshole. How dare you insult Corkscrew Jim? He's a veteran. You know, like, well, just definitely don't go there. Right? That's the environment that we're laying out. That's a pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Who are you to come down on Corkscrew Jim? And yeah, you say, you know what? I don't think I'm going to come anymore. Yeah, he took out Goebbels' eyes. (laughs) I know this is an awkward conversation to have, but but, uh, I'm genuinely concerned by that environment. What you just listed, which you said in such a casual way was horrific <laughs> that was a horrific situation that i think if you talk to any therapist you guys are missing a key point of this story though the fruitcake yeah i got some more fruitcake <laughs> got some more fruitcake and some shortbread cookies but she didn't give me her butter tarts which are like gold to my mom you got to really earn those and i didn't earn them I didn't earn them at all. Not with this slipshod <laughs> attitude you had. Yeah, holy cow. So then we left shortly after. Yeah. I said to Eve, let's vamoose. And we now, did. Now, say uh, say Ian hadn't held your feet to the fire here to where you're never going back there again. We're not allowing you to go back. When are you going back? <laughs> like, what would be the next logical visit? Mother's Day? I mean, you don't go out too often. Aside from, of course, when the police contact you <laughs> because of an incident and you've got to go and identify somebody. Uh, was he always like this? Were there any signs? And then you go, yes, he pulled a knife on me at Christmas. Like, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's what we call a red flag. Things like that. But okay, when are you going to go see them? Uh, I'll, I'll let some time go by. I, no, and... I, it's not, it's not going to be birthday related or anything like that. It'll just be like, when I think I've reached like the maximum point of not visiting, then I'll go and visit. Like I try to like keep it very seldom. Right. Because a lot of your stories are, they're not as violent as that, but you don't always have a good time. So. Oh, no, no. It's yeah. no fun at all. Like, I uh, mean, that's almost the fun of it is to see how quickly the, <laughs> the thing's going to turn on you. Yes. But minus the knife pulling. <laughs> yeah. I can see like my daughters when they go to visit my mom, if they see that... My brother's car is in the driveway. They'll just keep on going. They won't stop. They'll just keep on driving by. They, they just don't, they don't enjoy that aspect of, of visiting. So that's just a, like a good reason to not go there. I don't blame them. I, I'm fine with that decision. But uh, for me, yeah, it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's not, it's not fun. Like, it's just weird to me. Like, you know, Jason doesn't know this, but Mary and I, my daughter Mary and I are doing a podcast together right now. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. Yeah, we, it's called Sneaky Dragon Listening Party and we... Play music. Review drinks. Review review drinks. That's right. What do you think, huh? We both get drunk together. It's called Daddy-Daughter Drink Day. Uh, Very good. It's a license to spend money. (laughs) So, no, we listen to music and we talk about music on this show. So, and it's fun. So, you know, it's just great because it's a fun way to, like, sort of give sort of a form to having time with my daughter, Mm -hmm. which I like. You know, because she's busy and I'm busy and sometimes, you know, we don't always get a chance to sit and talk. So it's, it's really nice. And I would, I would never want 
to not have that sort of relationship with my daughter. So it's so weird to me that, that my mom creates a situation of where it's like painful to call or painful to visit, where it's just like, you just leave and you're just like, oh, oh my God. And what was, what was, and I must've really been holding it inside me without realizing it. Cause I was at church on Sunday and her priest said, uh, say, you know, just say the names of people who are in your heart right now before we start communion. And I said, my, my mom and, and my brother, and I just felt like this, wait to sort of leave my heart list like uh and i was like oh i obviously was like carrying this around with me like it was so mm -hmm. terrible to me and just saying their names you know and just just sort of let it go i just started to sort of let it go uh felt good to just have my heart go boo <laughs> just like i was like the grinch's heart i've grown three, <laughs> three sizes, sizes lighter you know like, i just felt like there was so much weight on it it was just weird it was a weird feeling and uh yeah it's just but why why would you want that relationship with your children it's so weird to me there's something beyond this that you made it that you make it toxic that you make it you know and like when i phone her and she's like well i haven't called for very long and oh i've been really busy doing this doing that oh yeah <laughs> like, what <laughs> even if i'm lying it doesn't matter you're my mom you're supposed to just say like okay that's fine here's my idea okay a podcast <laughs> you and your mom it's called talk sick <laughs> Ah, you just, that's you just really back good. Back and forth, it's back and forth. Hi, mom. How's it going today? Well, stupid. <laughs> Were you ever dumb? Remember when you did that thing that was so dumb that time? Oh, I do. I can never forget that dumb thing I did. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, you got to do what Ian said. <laughs> You're gonna have to take a break at least. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, it'll be a while now. No, like substantial, like yeah. like, like honest to God, a year, like at least I would say for uh, sure. No, no, mm, no. You your mm. life was threatened in her home, and she did nothing, and neither did your father, uh, and that is a big deal. Yeah, it's weird. No, no, no. <laughs> Stop. It's no, crazy. no. This is the thing. It's like, it's like, hey, uh, Jason, I, I went to my family the other day and my dad punched me in the face. I uh, lost two teeth and, uh, and uh, we really ruined Christmas for me. Pretty weird, right? Pretty weird. <laughs> anyway, going over for New Year. <laughs> that's families, right, Jason? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah that's right. that's Take your mouth guard. I should. You never know what, what, what kind of weirdness my father. I know. It's real, real strange. <laughs> yeah, it's a real noodle scratcher, isn't it, Jason? How, how, I, what I should do. But it's, isn't it weird, though? Like, not that weird, but it's just so. Okay. You're right. Because you are bound in, in a, in a probably sick way to your family, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, last year we, went, we talked about it last year, but last year we went to my mom and dad's for for Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. She intentionally ate Christmas dinner without us. Like she started Christmas dinner without yeah. us there. When we got there, there was no place settings for us. It was as if we weren't supposed to show up. And then she set us out the TV trays, like facing the wall, like a chair and a TV tray with a chair and the facing the wall, yeah. like so weird, like so bizarre to me like <laughs> like but in what okay in what direction do you think this could go so it's only like, go, can only go up <laughs> that's here. the thing yeah it's like so last year last year i gave you my heart and this year you pulled a knife in the kitchen next year i'm not coming around <laughs> okay oh, but last year was next year we're supposed to go there last okay every time you've gone though and you've told these stories yeah it's like well there's a red flag clearly yes. and then last last 
last time was like, well, no, this is just beyond a red flag. Yeah. This is just a, this is a direct screaming message to you. Yeah. Like, you can, well, things are normal, I guess. It's fine. Oh, well, yeah, that's a strange thing. Like, you could. But no, this is just like, this is an assault she's doing. She's trying to hurt you. She's trying to hurt you. Yeah. This is a thing. I'm trying to harm you and make you upset. I want you to yell at me. I want to have a fight. We're going to have a fight. I want to hurt you, so I'm doing things. I'm poking you until you explode. That's what that was. This year, a guy pulled a knife on you. Like, physically pulled a fucking knife on you and threatened your life. I know it's a family member, but it's also a guy. Yeah. In your kitchen. Everyone watched it, went... It's gotten to the point where that's acceptable. Like, imagine if he pulled a knife and pulled it on your daughter. Oh, and just well, went, yeah, oh why is that different? <laughs> why is that a different situation? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean... I you, am right. you put it that way, of course, yes, you make it, put it in relief for me that uh, it's not... Right, and the interesting thing about that is that your reaction is you're the parent, right? Mama, Mama Bear is supposed to go into Mama Bear protection <laughs> yeah, thing Yeah, that's for the right. Cub. Doesn't matter if the cub is fighting the cub. We're shutting this down. That's yeah. right. what Mama Bear yeah. does. Yeah. You also or had a Papa dad Bear. there that should have also have been, oh, there you go. It, look, if you if you were at a thing where like, you know, Mary pulls a knife on Eve, you're not going to, well, better let them <laughs> deal with it or it's bad for their society. I'm like, no, you would have shut that down as well. And, uh, it, 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 to this time I've around. I've ever let them have one knife like, fight. Personally, yeah, <laughs> personally I think lines have been crossed in the past to the point where you should have like, you got to deal with it or separate from it. But this time, it's such a line that's crossed, yeah. such a line that's crossed, that it crossed into physical violence, a threat of death, literal threat of death. And this person, and I don't want to say anything about them, uh, except to say that I could conceivably see that they were having some mental health issues and, and with a knife in hand could have come at you. And then what happens? And then what happens? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe your daughter like steps in to try and stop because if she sees a knife going for her dad, she's going to do something. You know, again, if you're not going to protect yourself, she's seeing her dad being threatened by a knife at Christmas or at the, at the holidays. You can't bring her back into that. Yeah. You can't. You can't fucking do that. That's 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 a that's a horror show. What damage is that fucking doing? Mm. Uh, and I know, I know, we we all fall into our things and we repeat the things and we go, this is just the way it is. And I've done that with my family too. I've had a lot of horrible things, but yeah, you you can't, you can't have that repeat. Yeah, Oof. it's something to think about. Now here's a trivia question, guys. <laughs> okay, okay. We got a new segment. That's a real thing for this poll. That's a real. That's a real thinker. That's a real thinker. Oh goddamn, where'd that go? Oh, okay. So here I, I almost right? got it. I almost got it. Oh, here it is. Okay. So yesterday, a uh, person was. Uh, I know we we do really weird transitions here. <laughs> a per now because you're is it weird a, you're or a is pop it? culture no, I don't know right. wait you said it was I'm, weird what I'm, I would say I'm uh, afraid to even use the term I'm taking the word weird back <laughs> okay I got into a little back and forth with someone online yesterday oh, okay. and I just want to see what did you did they thought. pull a knife I can't tell because it was online oh thank goodness mm. But they said, hey, folks, uh, I got a brain bug that won't go away. And possibly you'll know this because you're a good trivia guy. Uh, trying to remember the name of a Canadian actor. It's a Canadian okay. actor. Yeah. Big in the 70s on Canadian TV, movies, possibly radio. He was Jewish, balding with dark hair and a mustache and wore glasses. Oh. He was rarely the lead, but a great character actor. Hmm. Had a great voice that could be heard in, uh, on the CBC a lot in the 70s. Uh, the name was Mord or Morty or something keeps coming to mind, but I think it was a character name, not his, even if it suited him. Uh, anyone, anyone, anyone. What do, you, what do you think this person's name was? 
So uh, what do you think this person was? Famous in the 70s, uh, kind of Jewish-looking, Morty, uh, mustache, balding. Yeah. Was it the guy who was uh, teamed up with Lauren Michaels? Oh, you're thinking Hart. about Hart. Hart. Hart yeah. uh, it was not. It was not him. He did not have. Uh, I don't think he was balding. Oh, I thought he was. You know, people were saying like Louis Del Grande. But he's not Saul Jewish. Saul Rubinek. Well, Louis Del Grande is Louis Del Grande not Jewish? No, he's Italian. Oh, very good. But I can see it being Louis over Saul because Saul, I think, is uh, too young for that. Too young for that, and, and also not balding. Uh, and uh, then I thought Al Waxman as people well. People did ask Al was, Waxman. But he didn't know That's the mustache, right. I don't think. Uh, people uh, also are like Bill Ryder, but no. Morris Panitch? How about Paul Sand? Paul Sand is a very good guess. Uh, my guess was, uh, okay, so my guess was that it was this guy, Harvey Atkin. Now, Harvey Atkin is a guy who was in Meatballs and was, uh, okay. you know who I'm talking about from sure. Meatballs? Are you familiar I, with Yeah, but I haven't seen Meatballs for, since okay, it came out. Okay, then I'm going <laughs> to show you wow. a picture of, worse than me. of him from Meatballs. Here was, here was him in Meatballs. That guy. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. See it, let's see it. Yeah. It's that guy. Very much, that's... Right, and he played Morty in Meatballs. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm like, is it Morty from Meatballs and this? And they're like, nope, that's not it. And then we kept guessing for like the rest of the day to was like, it's, it's, it's yeah, him. Yeah. It's him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, nope, it's not him. <sighs> I think if you just double check, then we get to the end of the day. It's like, oh yeah, it was that guy uh, from Meatballs, that mm. Harvey Atkin. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I stabbed him. <laughs> I'm coming to And that's house. justifiable stabbing. That is justifiable. That's when you can turn to the judge and say, and that's when I killed him, Your Honor. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, there's, I went like, okay, so it's another guy with the exact same description of the 70s who was that popular who was named Morty. It was like, ah, get out of here. But yeah, he was in a whole bunch of commercials. Sure. He was in like everything. Yeah, that's what I remember, mostly commercials and stuff. Yeah. And he was, a, he was a cop in something as well. Like he was a, famously a cop, uh, like a dispatch kind of cop in, in something. But that guy worked like nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> it's curious because um, Meatballs was cast in New York. Like, did they cast a bunch of Ivan the actors? Did Reitman direct Meatballs? Yes. Okay. There was a lot of Canadians in, in But they must have also picked up people when they got to Canada to, to fill in the cast. Yeah. Uh, Jim McClarity, who used to run theater sports, is the uh, kid villain in it and okay. races Chris Makepeace at the end. Yeah, okay. In the, big, uh, in the big race. Oh. But definitely Morty was, uh, you know. That is not a great movie, but it has some really good sequences in it. it okay, it's not a great movie, but it's a movie that's way better than it should have been. Oh, yes, that's for sure. Yeah. But I think mostly because they did they reshot it and redid Bill Murray's parts in it and filled out his character more. Because originally his character wasn't as pronounced as it became as a mentor character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Originally he was just a goofball character, and then they kind of... You know, they kind of added to his character. You got the just doesn't matter scene, which is like the the chant. Yeah, and it really works for you. You can see how hard a Meatballs movie is to make when you see the later Meatballs movies, which I don't know if we've we've probably discussed on the show before. But Meatballs three with uh, what's what's her name from uh, Sally Kellerman? Sally Kellerman. Have we talked about this film? (laughs) Okay, I I need to talk to Jason for just a second. Sure, sure. Okay, you've we have talked about this film. Okay, we've Jason has not. Jason has not. Okay, so Jason. Yes. Speaking of Al Waxman. Al Waxman is in this movie, right? Okay, so uh, I just want you to get, uh, just to guess. Like you saw the first Meatballs movie, I saw the right? first Meatballs movie. Okay, it's a kid. He's coming into his own. Now that it's the same kid, but not played by Chris Makepeace, played by someone else. So he's having problems. Problems with a girl. Wants wants to get laid. He wants to get laid. Well, it is the eighties. It's the eighties. He wants to get laid. Yeah, and he's getting help from Sally Kellerman. 
Now, now, what do you think his relationship with Sally Kellerman is? Like, what, where, where, what, what's her deal uh, to help him? Now, again, it's Meatballs Three. You know the premise of Meatballs. Right, they're back at camp. She's a camp you know counselor. What? There were, no, no, she's she's not a camp counselor. No, but they are. There is camp involved. You're correct. There is camp involved. So Sally Kellerman, what's her relationship with this young man? How old is the young man? The young man is the uh, same age as he was in the uh, in the previous movie, but played by a different actor. Oh, so he's like twelve. It could be immediately after that movie. Okay. It could be. We're not real, you know, tight on what's going on. <laughs> And so, like, what his relationship is. Like, literally, is she like a teacher? Is this what we're after? Well, she's teaching him certain things. That's correct. She's teaching him how to get laid. So why would she be doing this? What do you think the motivation for someone who's... And she's not a counselor. You're absolutely right. That is uh, That would be, you think, like, oh, maybe a counselor is trying to teach a kid how to get laid. That'd be sure. a bit creepy. But uh, no. Um, and I'm, I am going to get to this point within 30 seconds, but she I just want you to, to take she's it. She's trying to get together with his dad? Oh, that sounds pretty good. But uh, no, that is not, uh, that's not what's going on. Uh, she's really just trying to get together with him. Oh, oh, that's also a really good sick guess. Uh, no, here's what's going on. Uh, so she's a porn star who died and has gone to heaven. Now she can't get into heaven until she does a good deed. The good deed she's going to do is get this kid laid. If not, she goes to hell. She's got magical powers and she's a fucking ghost. She shows up and as a magical ghost is trying to get him laid. So she can get into heaven. Yeah, that's, and, what, that's what they would check on. And Al Waxman <laughs> is St. Peter try, uh, guarding the uh, pearly gates. <laughs> and that's the plot of Meatballs 3. Oh, showing yeah. you how hard it is to do a Meatballs movie. And also get laid. That is awesome. It's so and hard to get laid. As soon as you, you said that, I think, you know what? That does sound familiar. I didn't see it. But I think I've seen part of it where she is a ghost. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. She is a porn star ghost. Well, when I was 12 Ivan Reitman or 13... Ivan not involved in that one? Yeah, who was your ghost? <laughs> I didn't have a ghost of a chance at 12 or 13 of getting laid at all. Not a, But you know what? I accepted that as my fate. I was okay with it. I'm Obviously, it was something that was in my future. I was planning on it. I was thinking about it. But I wasn't, like, betting on it. I wasn't, like, lay, I wasn't like you know, basing, like, decision-making on the possibility of getting laid. I didn't say, no, if I go to this party, I'll probably get laid. No, no, I didn't do that. In fact, to be honest with you, it was mostly the opposite. Even when I was in the high school, if, if uh, like, like senior high school, I remember there was a party where my, bro- my brother told me about this girl who said that next time she saw me... She'd stab you. No, she's, <laughs> she was going to have sex with me. As, I don't know how she was planning on doing this, but I just thought, well, that's terrifying. My plan is to not go to any parties. <laughs> so I just stopped attending any parties because I just was afraid of this girl. So, you know, my whole thing about, I was just had, I had a really bad uh, plan. I mean, to say my whole, the way I was going about it was not, not built on success. And it's still not. <laughs> what, let me just throw out real quick what I would say Meatballs 3 needs. Mm, sure. More it, meatballs. It needs, you need, a, you need an opposite here, right? So okay. you got the one ghost trying to get him laid. Yeah. You need a cock blocking ghost. <laughs> Yeah, who's like their their thing is okay. they're a very uptight ghost. They're an uptight yeah. ghost that's just like trying to screw it all up for them. And uh, and but then later the Sally Kellerman ghost falls for the cock blocking ghost, and then they have like crazy ghost sex. And that just makes like everything Paul, go flying. But wouldn't he be like Paul Lind? Why would he have to be like Paul Lind? But wouldn't that be like his character? <laughs> Why is like... Paul Lind trying to stop people from uh, having sex? Is Paul Lynn a prude? Well, yeah, this character is like kind of a prude, like a kind of a prude. I was character. thinking like a John Lithgow from uh, Footloose. I was thinking he's that kind of guy who's like, oh, children well, today shouldn't be having sex. But yeah, but that's not funny. It, Don't you want a funny be. character? Classic. <laughs> Don't you want a funny character? Like Footloose is in a hilarious movie, despite its name. It's not fancy free. It is definitely 
you know, like foot tied up. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds kinky now. <laughs> foot, foot bondage, yeah. You should call it There's foot, a lot of yeah. people. Foot bound. That's what that movie should be called. <laughs> foot nice. bound. Foot, foot bound. <laughs> I never saw Footloose. Don't blame me. Either version? Neither version. Well, the first one's worth a, worth a watch. Yeah. Wait, I think when it came out, it was the sort of thing that uh, it looked like you, uh, it was a girl movie. That, that, there were so many movies that were like that. You, you say, hey, did you go see that? You, you watch Joni Loves Chachi? You say, no, I don't watch Joni Loves Chachi. You got love in it. It's probably for girls. It was that kind of, ah. it was that kind of thing. Sure. I like things that were for girls because then girls would be there. Yeah, I didn't put, I was, I you guys are doing the real distance thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were all doing Maneuver X, the uh, idea that they have to make that step of the, the, between the gap. Like, I'm leaving like space for them. So that they can like make the decision to come towards me, and then I can run. None of them did. No. None of them did. No. And also, running Rom- away was a definite possibility. Romantic comedies are really misleading for yeah. the quiet, shy. <laughs> you missed. Guy. You missed in the big tractor chicken game that goes on between them. Uh, they, they play a uh, tractor. Uh, the two guys do a macho oh. tractor chicken game where they're just like coming at each other. Okay, so with it's tractors. Sort of, a, sort of based on uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Then. Oh, I didn't see. I've game never seen. Chicken. There's a game of chicken in Rebel Without. A well, with cars, I have seen. I have seen Footloose. I was going to. If there was a tractor scene in Rebel, unlike, unlike Jason, mm-hmm. who is younger than both of us, so his experience of that movie is from a younger person. You would have seen it on VHS. <laughs> I, seen I, so I would have seen we. it on Beta. No, I saw. I, it, I saw it in the theater. Scott's, oh, Scott seventy two Cinema. I saw it. I think I saw it. Theater three. <laughs> I might have seen the theater. Now that I think about it, same theater I saw yeah. Back to the Future in. Same theater I saw Ghostbusters in. I saw same, same theater I saw Band of the Hand in. Did not see that movie. No, you don't need to. It's got two scenes where they go, you wouldn't shoot, you don't have the guts, and they shoot oh. both times. <laughs> it's like they did have the guts both times. I think you'd, lo- think you'd learn from that once. You would. One time. One time. Now, fellas, uh, we will eventually be going into movies. Do we have movies? We have time? movies, yeah. Okay. Uh, but before we do this, I wanted to, because you're a, uh, you're a classical fella, uh, I want to bring a out the old guy. Uh, Book of Wit. Oh, is this nice. the same Book of Wit that we had before? Yes. Yes. And oh. I just wanted to uh, you know, maybe have you read a joke or two. You just enjoy like a nice bit of humor around yeah. the holidays. Cause, sure. You know, there we go. Now, you have the option of uh, old jokes, like old, old jokes. Or fairly new jokes. That are also now, old. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, newish old jokes. This is a Jimmy Carr book where he's uh, about jokes and there's like jokes at the bottom of every one of the pages. So you got that. So Or or really classical old uh, Reader's Digest jokes. What would you prefer? And also you don't have to do either of these. Oh, no. I, in fact, I'm thinking I'll do, I'll do one of each. One of each? Sounds great. There oh, you go. Wow, okay. There you go. So just flick through and just yeah. find yourself one. We're all getting our reading glasses on. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I actually had them and forgot. There I wonder how go. I was going to read. Our... Got our reading glasses on. Because you know nice. what's nice in the holidays? A little bit of humor. Yeah. A little cl- uh, palate cleanser. Uh, just, getting us ready for the new year. Can I just say one, this one thing to you both, you guys? Four eyes. Is, eh. is forewarned. Here's, here's my joke of the year. Okay. Foresight is 2020. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> the year sure. coming up. I got gotcha. you. No, no. You wait. People yeah. are going to be doing that bit way late into this year. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Yeah. I missed the bit because I was reading about reading a joke about TVs. Oh, what's going on with TVs? Oh, well, Jason, you gotta. Hey, Jason, I'm gonna set you up like Byron Allen. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jason, what's with TVs nowadays? Uh, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> when I asked a Goodman Ace about the state of television one summer, he reported, 
Uh, we've enjoyed television very much this summer. We got a six-foot screen now, you know. A six-foot screen, I exclaimed. <laughs> yes, it's a Japanese screen, he explained. We have it in front of the television set. <laughs> <laughs> it's no sense at all. It is. It's like a screen, well, like a dressing screen, dressing screen. Yeah, so you no, can't but... see the TV. Yeah, that's the that's the good bit. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm... This was before Japanese oh. televisions. <laughs> so you see, that's I think the you should, thing. I think you should put on your understanding glasses rather than just reading glasses. It's, these are brand new glasses. I got them today. Oh, okay, very good. You get one more shot. I'm gonna get one more. Then you got to go to the modern jokes. Okay, here we go. I'm just gonna go right to modern. So this is a fantastic looking book because it looks like it's from about 1962. It does. Yeah. It's just because I don't take care of my books. I'm going to hand this one over to David. Oh, thank you. All right. Uh, here's a Groucho Marx quote. Oh, very good. That's appropriate because we did a, a podcast about the Marx Brothers. Did you know about that, Jason? We did a podcast about the Marx Brothers this year called uh, Full Marx, a Marx Brothers podcast. Yes. Yeah, we did that. We did, it's completed. We did it all in one year. How many episodes were there in uh, this? Uh, 77 se- episodes. <laughs> really? Nope. No. Not at all. Because they must have done 77 projects. Sure. Easily. Exactly. We, we did one for every joke we enjoyed. Outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. God, I love that joke. I really do love that Groucho Marx joke. <laughs> well, have you got one over there, Dave? Sure. Well, right, you guys yeah. ready for... Uh... Oh, it's a joke off. It's not a joke off. Okay. But Wait, I... what's the topic, Dave? And I'll set you up. Uh, this is women drivers. Oh, Dave. Hey, listen. Yeah. You you drove here today. I did drive How here was today. that? How was your drive here? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Women today. Am I right, guys? Oh. What, what, what year? In 2019 you're talking about? 2019. <laughs> women today. Women these days. Running for president. Uh, have you ever driven a car? The lady applicant for a license was asked. 120,000 miles put in her husband and never had her hand on the wheel once. Oh, because she, she was... a backseat driver or what, fellas? Oh, I thought it was a sex thing. It they were having sex. <laughs> One hundred twenty thousand miles in her husband and a blowjob all the way. One day, as I was driving into New York, the woman in front of me turned right without putting out her arm to signal. Well, of course she did. That's dangerous. In doing so, she fouled up a huge trailer truck. The truck driver leaned out and yelled, "Who do you think you are, Venus de Milo?" <laughs> yeah, and she yeah. was after her yeah. arms were torn off <laughs> by sticking them out you. of a window in New York. Yes, she was. Also, who do you think you are? Who that's, do you think you are? Yeah. That was the. That's what it said. It there. was an Irishman. I was. I maybe that's what it was. Who do you think you are? Venus de Milo. Sure, and sir. Why am I? Sure, sure, and Bogosh Magora. Here's one. Why for am you I driving fellas? a truck? Wait a second. What's the, what's the topic, a there, truck. Jason? This uh, topic is uh, we're just talking about planes. Planes? Yeah. Now you travel in your line of work, right, Jason? Yeah, but you're it... a terrorist. <laughs> I, I, I get around. Try and cross the border now, motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. And it's funny, you know, you you got all sorts of people flying planes, including uh, terrorists. But here's a question for you guys: <laughs> okay. What do you call a black man who flies a plane? Oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, go for it. A pilot, you racist. There we go. Oh, well, oh we all enjoyed go. that. There you go. Oh, phew. Oh. Well, that it, it, was, I thought that was from the book that... Because, oh. I thought it was from the old book. No, okay. it's from the well, book like, that why don't, you give, why don't you give Dave the modern book then? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one So off. anyway, uh, Dave, do you go to school board meetings ever? Uh, I, well, I used to, of course. Well, let me so. tell you about one. There sure. was a school board meeting in a Pittsburgh suburb uh, where an elderly member, a bit confused by the discussion of merit raises... Uh, cut in with merit or single, what's the difference? Pay them the same. Oh, huh. that's right. Sure. You should, whether they're merit <laughs> or, or single. single. <laughs> yeah. Equal opportunity. 
Right. Uh, here's here's a here's an interesting thing. Uh, it's this is this is about uh, learning from experience. Oh well. Well, here's the thing. Something I something I do all the time. Grace Williams said this, uh, and it was like we learn from experience. Yes. A man never wakes up his second baby just to see it smile. Hmm. That's true, right? Did you ever wake wake your second baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, but for because. Well, it's just to see it smile. for the humorous reason that she was a premature baby, and I had to wake her to feed her. <laughs> so the punchline is punchline is that she's doing fine now, <laughs> and she's the one that I take to the knife uh, fights on, on the holidays. By the way, this is a little th- something from the Pacific Northwest yeah. Cooperator. Sure, ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's about false hopes. Okay, false hopes. <clears throat> sure. So this is uh, going over your mom and dad's. Expecting a pleasant visit. Right. <laughs> right. But, but that's nothing compared to this. Probably nothing wow. in the world arouses more false hopes yep. than one good cantaloupe. Tonight, Dad's got the ladder. Anyway. <laughs> no one's listening to this podcast anymore. <laughs> um, can I just... Guys, What's the topic, by the way, Dave? Uh, how about mom and dad? You know, you know uh, family is so important around the holidays. Yeah. Hey, what, what, what do you, you got to say about that, Dave? Well, personally... You're, you're a mom and dad. <laughs> personally. A mom or dad? I'd like to thank me mom and dad. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have low self-esteem and have to follow this empty and shallow profession as a podcaster. Wait. <laughs> That's not in there. Ah, oh, there we go. That was Johnny Vegas. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. I did amend it a little. <laughs> Good for you. Hey, Jason, what's up? Uh, you know about relationships and oh, stuff. Don't get oh, me started. Don't get me started. Boy, it seems like there's always differences going on. But uh, this I'll one say. woman, she said to to a friend, mm-hmm. she was talking about her her uh, her sweetheart George. Okay. So it's my mom and dad. In fact, I'm going to amend this to say <laughs> nice. my mom t- said this to a your friend. Mom, mom, your mom said this to your dad. Uh, no, to a friend. Oh, to a friend uh, about uh, your dad. about my dad. Okay. She said, you know, George and I like the same things. Mm-hmm. Only he likes to save it, and I like to spend it. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. that's true enough. All right. Well, you know, Jonathan Ross. Are you familiar with Jonathan Ross? He's yeah. Sure. He's a talk show host. Yeah. Uh, I, I've met him a couple of times. He's been quite oh, nice. Yeah. Real casual. He uh, just met sure. him. He was very he's pleasant. a comic book fan? He's a comic book fan. He's uh, nice. Uh, he's got uh, something. Let's call him Wassy because he's got a little bit of a, a thing going on. Uh, anyway, he's talking about women. Women, okay. Let me, t- let me just tell you what he says about women. This isn't me. This is him. Sure. That's right. Sure. Uh, so this is Jonathan This is Ross. not your opinion. No, this is Jonathan Ross saying this. He's going like, I love women. Though I couldn't eat a whole one, but I think I know where I'd start. Wow, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, cantaloupe <laughs> without no. a girl. My no. dad would always say, "Cantaloupe without a girl." I think he got it out of the book. <laughs> I think we, I think we did that joke just about ten. No, I ago. said cantaloupe. Dad's got the ladder. All right. Oh, how about this? This is pretty good from George Orwell. Mm. <laughs> okay, it's pretty great. Okay, guys, just settle down because it's pretty great. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> Here we go. The aim of a joke is not to degrade the human being, but to remind him that he is already degraded. Oh, George Orwell. Oh, George Orwell. You are a card carrying communist. Okay, go on with your... Uh... Oh, my God. Jason. <laughs> Wait, okay, let, let, Jason, let Jason read, and then you can do, do that one. I'm not going to do it. Oh, you have oh, to Oh, I'm now. not doing that one. It's nope. too late. Nope. You've oh, already... he's lost the page, and I'm nope, just going to nope, read a random nope, one. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Coward. Yep. <laughs> a man walked up to the New York office of the FBI and reported that he had stolen a suitcase in Grand mm. Central Station. Mm. It's full of blueprints and other stuff that looks like secret military information, he said. I've checked it in one of the public lockers and I'm missing you. Uh, God. And I'm mailing you the key. I'm a thief. Nope. 
I got to do it again. I got to. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't read it. You didn't read it at all. No, I just went random. And I, and I couldn't <laughs> you know, grasp. Okay. Let me. Let me. Let me edit out your your no, first no, attempt. No, 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 no. So we'll this is how humor is born. A lot of people think that. Uh, no, no. That the humor is easy, right? Yeah. No. It's no, not. Oh, it's killer. It's, it's a lot killer. of work. That's right. They say dying is easy and comedy is hard. Yeah. Sure. Right. proof. And comedy is the name for his penis. <laughs> Was that the joke he wouldn't read? Oh, no. <laughs> nope. I'll tell you that joke after the show. <laughs> you know, I don't even want to do it because it's too dumb. It's no, too no. Dumb. You gotta, You've you got to do it now. Okay, so it's a, loyal, it's, it's a loyalty now. joke. Okay. Oh, I mean, this is really... Oh, a... Jason, just do oh, the come. joke. Uh, a man called up the New York office of the FBI and Fantastic. reported that he had stolen a suitcase in Grand Central Station. It's full of blueprints and other stuff that looks like secret military information, he said. I've checked it in one of the public lockers, and I mainly knew the key. I'm a thief, but I'm a loyal American thief. <laughs> and that man Nigel P. Quartermain. That's it. That's a great name. That's a great name. All right, I'm going to randomly open this book. I hope I find the joke that... Well, you really don't want that joke. <laughs> Here, I'll give you a hillbilly joke in the meantime. Hey, wait a second. Hey, hey, Jason. <laughs> uh, you like inbred people, right? Oh, I love inbred people. Well, what's on your mind about inbred people now? Well, it's funny we should mention inbred people. <laughs> on account of a lot of hillbillies tend to be inbred people. Oh, they like to be called sons of the soil, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. It puts me in mind of this one hillbilly I knew. Oh, what's up? <laughs> He'd been courting a mountain gal, it okay. seems. Courting a mountain gal. Yeah. Okay. Not mounting a courting gal. <laughs> I'm glad that you uh, made that clear. Yeah, no. Thank you. This, this, hill, this hillbilly that I'm talking about. Yes. He'd been courting a mountain gal. Yeah. At last, her father spoke up. You've been seeing Nellie for <laughs> nigh on to a year. Right. What are your intentions? Honorable or dishonorable? And I tell you, this startled young blood replied, you mean I got a choice? <laughs> That's excellent. That's great. Why were you doing that in a German accent? Well, <laughs> Siegfried, you've been dating my daughter nigh on a year now. All right. An, an Essex girl. Okay. Could you, by the way, could you do this as Dave Allen? <laughs> Bum, bum, no, bum, from Dave bum, Allen at lunch. No, David, I just do it. Do, 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 do it in a bit of a. I'll, I'll show you how I would do it. Here's here, here, Essex uh, girl. Let me tell you something, David. David, yeah. uh, spring, spring is wonderful. Yeah, yesterday I saw a farmer and a golfer begin their plowing together. Yeah, there you go. Thank oh, you for that. Nice. Uh, an Essex girl is involved in a bad traffic accident. Oh no! A paramedic rushes to her aid. Whereabouts are you bleeding from? He asks. Well, says the girl. Since you ask, bleeding Romford. Oh man! I look for the corn. I look for the corn, everyone. You find the corn, and I find it. So, folks, uh, it's time now for movie chat. Movie chat. Oh, I love movie chat. Now, are you ready for this? I'm ready for movie chat. Let me you you uh, vamp while I while I look up our our movie chat. Okay. Hey, remember when uh, was Cher would do that vamping uh, thing? You ever see that bit? Oh yeah, Cher is a big vamper. Uh, yeah. Yes, I remember that. Gypsies, vamps, and thieves. Famous <laughs> yeah. song. You, you you guys are making fun, <laughs> but but the whole thing was, was it was a setup for sketches, and she'd come out and she would sing a song about being a vamp. Yeah. She's a vamp, a tramp, a da 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 da, uh, and vamp, and then they'd oh. go into like a sketch, and then I, she'd come I back and sing. Or that, yeah. I totally forgot about that. And that's whenever I hear the word vamp, I think that and or vampire. Yes, yeah, so I was going vampire. Now here's a funny thing. Again, this is that slight. Wait a second, Jason. Is this a funny thing? 
It's not really funny. Okay. I shouldn't have said that. Here's a, it's more weird. Oh, it's okay. kind of like, Mike, I almost got stabbed kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> So, is that is that weird too? The I'm getting stabbed for Christmas. I'm getting stabbed to see. Okay. When I was a child, uh, and Sonny and Cher was on. What year was it? 75, 74, That 75? sounds absolutely right. I think 75. In the early, early 70s. Right. I think you're right about 75. That sounds about right. And so I was only about four or five. Oh, maybe by that time they'd broken up and they all had their individual shows. But I don't know. But go ahead. And so when it was on, I wasn't, I was more Donnie and Marie than I was Sonny and Cher. Sure. And so for some reason, I think we weren't really allowed to watch Sonny and Cher. Mm hmm. Really? So, I mean, maybe. It's a little racier. Your parents did not approve of Mormons. <laughs> No, no, no. Sunny and Sunny Cher. Sunny and Cher. Oh, Sunny and Cher. You weren't allowed to watch Sunny and Cher. No, I don't think so. And I oh. think uh, I was young enough that I sort of had a problem with how cruel Cher was to Sunny. She was Sunny. quite mean to him. Right? The, yeah, the, about the short joke. thing, yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much. As, mm. And I missed the Dean Martin show completely. Wait a second, though. Sorry. I don't want to call you a hypocrite. Sure. But Marie was quite mean to Donnie. He, she, he would make fun of her socks, that he had purple socks. And it's like, let the guy just have some fucking purple socks. He's a Mormon. This is all he can do. <laughs> This is this is his one time to kind of like, you see him do his rock and roll songs. Yeah, just cut him, cut him a break. The only reason I really watched it was for number one, Paul Lind was always on. Sure, he hated and those Shields kids. and Yarnell with the oh, robots yeah. having breakfast. Did, did you like the? Uh, did you <laughs> that like was a the, good bit. And the ice skaters. But wait, so wait, I'm, I'm, I was looking something up. So what? What are we talking about now? We were well. Paul, was Lind, Paul Lind being on the Donnie and Marie show. Yeah, it was a regular on Donnie and Marie. It was show. a regular. Yeah, oh, it was very man. good. Did we all do a Paul Lind? We can do that. Wait a second. I got to check with Bruce Valanche and see if I got some more jokes. <laughs> Bruce. I'm sorry. I was just talking to a shag carpet for a couple of minutes there. One second. Where's We're Bruce Valanche? Wearing glasses. That's my best. Sorry. What, what's his name in, uh, in uh, Bye Bye Birdie? He's, oh, yeah. I forget his name. He wants to come out and shake Ed Sullivan's hand because he's promoting a little furniture shop. Kids, I don't know what's wrong with these kids today. That's what's made it famous. Was Bye Bye Birdie? Yeah, Isn't that amazing. And not just the t- not the film, mm. Broadway. Broadway. Like he was famous from Broadway. But then Lin Manuel Miranda. Hey, there you go. There you go. Yeah. There That's you go. Example. And now he's I in mean, the Mary Poppins. I think we're now ready for like... Paul Lin Manuel. <laughs> but this is the same Paul with, it's yeah. same with like Carol Channing. Yeah, like we. What movie is she from? We don't. She, no one knows. She's still alive, isn't she? She was in Skidoo. We haven't lost Carol Channing yet. We have not lost. I don't know. I don't know actually. She's entirely kept alive by I diamonds. Yes. What is <laughs> diamonds? Are a girl's best I friend. Well, I'm Carol Channing. <laughs> She, oh, but also, also, these are brilliant. Also, yeah. yeah, nothing's making us seem younger than these impressions, guys. <laughs> also, the other, like the big voiced Ethel Merman, uh-huh. like she didn't have much of a movie career either because she was just too big for the movies. But yeah. she had a, she was a had a huge Broadway uh, career. You know, she was mm-hmm. she was the original in Annie Get Your Gun. Is Carol Channing dead or alive? I believe she is alive. Alive? What do you think? I'm going to go with alive. All right. Very good. You are correct. Now, who can guess her age? Closest to the age gets a chocolate. I'm going to guess that she is... (laughs) Blessings. I'm going to guess that she is 89. Very good. What is your guess? I'm going to guess that she is 96, Alex. You were right with 97, so you're the closest. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Darn it, I was going to go in the 90s and I chicken Yeah, but you were more of a gentleman by going young, so (laughs) I drop one on the floor for you. That's for our homies. Thank you, thank you. All right, very good. So, Dave, uh, who are we uh, talking about with Movies Wise uh, this week? Well, 
We have a little letter today from from our good friend and listener, Bob Olson. Hi, Bob. Now, Bob says, good day, Dave and Ian. And I'm going to put in as, as Jason, mm-hmm. because he didn't know you're going to be here. No. But if he did, he would have also agreed to He might have even put it at the beginning. Read it to how it should be. Sure. Good day, Jason. <laughs> oh, and also Dave and Ian, too. Hey, Bob. <laughs> you first came across my name during the final Marx Brothers episode mm. when you read my letter. I was honored... And I'm going to say right now, Bob is an American because he left off the U in honored, mm. which everyone knows should be spelt honorude. <laughs> in the note, I mentioned... Because we can't be honored without you. That's right. Because oh, you've nice. got to do the honoring. That's right. right. In the note, I mentioned it was time for me to finally start listening to the Sneaky Dragon podcast. Well, I started... Mistake! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, what a road you chose episode. to... I decided. I and saw that road... has made all the difference. <laughs> Scary Christmas episode. I saw a road covered with rocks and said, "Time to drive down that road." Uh, my first episode was number three hundred and sixty-four. Oh, that was a classic. Mm. Obviously, a bit late to the game, and I was thrilled that I didn't need to have heard numbers one through three hundred and sixty-three to catch up with the plot. No, it was all Charles Nelson rally impressions. <laughs> <laughs> it was and all Elaine big. Stitch. And Elaine Stitch impressions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Much more accessible than today's episode. <laughs> I, heard, I heard the feature where you read listeners' top 10 movies. Me, being a fan of movies, which is kind of obvious, sure, he sure, came sure. to the show via the, our Full Marks podcast. Yes. By the way, listener, have you heard of Full, Par- Full Parks podcast? Marks. Mm. Mark, <laughs> Marks and Recreation? I quit. <laughs> As well as Groucho Marks and Spencer, he says me, me being a, a fan of movies, as well as an obsessive list maker. Well, I had to submit my choices. It's always difficult to narrow a list down. At end any given moment, it may change, but these are the ten I came up with. Very good. Are we starting with ten. Or are we start with one. Let's just start with the list that he gave me, and I'm just going to read it from. <laughs> <You> okay, <laughs> that didn't answer my as question you, at all. As we you, were going to use the list you, he gave us. All right, I'm going to start at ten then. All right. 10. Oh, is it the movie 10? No. Bo Derek? No, it is not. And Dudley Moore. Number 10. Shadow of the Vampire. He says, great movie Mm -hmm. and my homage to horror slash vampire movies. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this not the film with John Malkovich playing F.W. Murnau and... um, Oh, that's a Nosferatu filming Nosferatu, and then there's really the vampire on the Nosferatu. With um, the actor, the well-known vampire and also actor... Um, what's his name? Charles Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley. Count. Hello. Count Charles. I can't even do yeah, it. Willem Dafoe and John Malkovich. That's right. Willem Dafoe plays Max Max Shrek. And uh, Eddie Izzard's in there. Eddie Izzard. Carrie Elwes. Eels. Carrie Elwes. Princess Bride. And of course, yeah. Udo Kier, who has to be in every vampire movie. It has to be because he was Standard in Andy Warhol's Dracula. Ah. He wanted them to bring the the virgins. Bring me the virgins in. Uh, Dracula, which is a pretty good film if you see it in 3D. Andy Warhol's Dracula. Where did you see it in 3D? At the Savoy Theater. Not Savoy. At the theater that was on Denman Street. Okay, so it's going to go that the one that was directly across from the old Hell Kitty offices. No, that was not, the not that. Not that, that. That wasn't Savoy. It was the one. Do you remember how it was a a small like a small theater on Denman Street? Starlight Theater. Starlight, yes. And then okay. it became a live they did theater a, venue eventually, did it not? Or did it go? The and other then way it became around? Starbucks. Yes. And now it is. Yes. Now the building has just gutted. Now it yeah. is gone. It is actually Starbucks now, sadly. But okay, let's talk about Shadow of the Vampire. Have you seen Shadow of the Vampire? I didn't see Shadow of the Vampire, so I will make pithy comments. My favorite scene in it, I think, is where uh, the vampire 
uh, gets to watch a film of a sunrise and is very touched by that. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty good. My favorite uh, part of the movie is when he's talking about, he's talking with great tenderness about how the uh, the guy visiting, who wouldn't, wouldn't be called that, but like is the, you know, I can't remember his name in the show. Because the idea of, so, okay, here's the thing about Nosferatu. F.W. Murnau wanted to make Dracula, but the Bram Stoker estate would not allow him to make Dracula. And what year was that one? It's silent, isn't it? It's a silent film, yeah, that's so right. It's, it's in the 20s. Yeah. In the 20s right. sometime. Okay. Teens or 20s. Yeah, probably 20s. And so, but he decided, I'm going to make it anyway. I'm going to make my own Dracula character called Nosferatu, and we'll have our own makeup, and we'll do it my way. And then he got sued by the Bram Stoker estate, and the film was not released. It had got put away for a long time. Oh. So, now in this movie version, the idea is that the person playing the vampire in the movie, Max Schreck, is actually a vampire who has been hired to play a vampire. And so he's having a terrible time. It's like Victor Victoria. Not, he's not, <laughs> yes, Victor Victoria. He's having a terrible time not being a vampire, though. Like, he, you know, he wants to be a vampire, but he's being kind of held at bay by the kind of Max, the, the F.W. Murnau character, uh, John Malkovich's character. But it is a very good film. And the scene I like so much is a scene where he's talking with great sympathy about the fact that he has this person coming to visit him. Because basically, the character who comes in Dracula is like a real, you know, oh, what is the character's name? But he comes yeah. with, he's like, a, he's like a real estate. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. And he's come there to like go over some properties or whatever with, with Dracula. And in the book or in the movie, he sees Dracula setting his own table because Dracula can't doesn't have any servants. He's he's a va- vampire. And so and Max Schreck talks tenderly about this with great sympathy. And I always like that sequence. Because it really kind of pulls out this weird part of Dracula that you don't think about. And I, But I do think it's a very good film. I do like it a lot. Nice. What do you think of it, Jason? Do you like it a lot too? I like the description of it. Okay. Uh, is it scary? It's not scary some, at all. Some, some bits are, you I know, it's chilling. Not, it's not meant to be scary. It's no. more of a... Because I'm not a horror movie guy. So if it said, like, even no, said... No, it's not that it's not a If it was called horror. Vampire's Holiday and it was a comedy, I probably wouldn't see it. Did you, know, it might did, be scary. Did you see uh, What We Do in Shadows? Because it's less scary than that. <laughs> yes. I, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, no, I saw no. And I'm not talking about the TV series, which is coming up. Yes. Oh, looking forward to that. Number nine? Number nine? Number nine. Okay. Number nine. Nine and a half. get naked. The Road Warrior. He says, it's the 15-year-old boy in me. Love the carnage. Which, there isn't that as much carnage. In and the this is the second think. film, right? The Road this Warrior? This is The Road Warrior, yes. The second film in the original. Right, because it was Mad Max. Yes. Then The Road Warrior. And then the only one that I saw beyond Thunderdome. Really? Yeah. You've never seen Mad Max? <laughs> no. You've never seen, like, the first one? No. Nope. isn't great. Or the second one, which, by the way, is great. By the way, yeah. let, let me just ask uh, our, uh, our, our our listeners this: uh, What's the film that people say to you you haven't seen? <laughs> and uh, and that film, what film is that? For me, it's uh, Godfather Two. It yeah. used to be Godfather, and then I saw it on a plane. Okay, now it's Godfather Two. What like, did you think of Godfather that you saw on the plane? Uh, it was a, it was a nice flight. Um, no, I thought <laughs> no, I thought it was good. I've just I've seen so much of it already uh, in clips and uh, parodies yeah. that it's very difficult to watch sure. it straight. It was yeah. it's it's how I think a lot of kids today watch Star Wars. Yeah. You know, it's just like yeah, I got it. I know all the bits. See, it's funny, but like, it was it was uh, it was it was very good. I'm not a big fan of mobster things. Okay, because I'm always like catch him, catch him, get him, get him. <laughs> I'm not on their side in yeah, any yeah. way. Like watching Goodfellas, get him, get him, get him. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the I, I like I like that they got him. Um, <laughs> 
But uh, I've heard Godfather's Two is so beautiful that I want to see it in the theater uh, uh, uh-huh. rather than see it on sure. a little tiny screen. Say, well, it's the same airplane. cinematographer, so it's pretty much the same look as. Did they shoot it Godfather at the same 2. time? They uh, shot the historical sequences of Godfather Two simultaneously with with the scenes for Godfather, and they were going to actually use them, but the movie would have been four years long, <laughs> so they didn't. But and it was it that was it the last film that Marlon Brando was really good in? I don't think he's he's not in. Uh, like maybe he's in, he's the, in flashbacks in Godfather 2, right? Maybe, but it's basically a different actor playing him. It's Robert De Niro playing the young Vito Corleone. Right. And there's no, there's no... Uh... I, uh, it's hard for me to remember because I, they're conflated in my mind now. Does, does uh, Vito Corleone, does he die in uh, Godfather? The old, does Merlin Brando's character die in... Uh... This is a good question. Maybe that's in Godfather 2 that he uh, is right. playing in the garden. To be what Ian said he was prior to the plane ride, I have not seen any of the Godfathers. Oh, okay. wow. And by the way, what You movie... haven't seen the Godfathers? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, by the way, what movie were we talking about before we uh, went <laughs> uh, on Matt, this... um, Road Warrior. Yeah, of course. So if we're talking about the Godfather, we're just going off on a big tangent. <laughs> well, uh, just... Anyway, Road Warrior was very good. Uh, you know, um, I like to... I just more... want to say this about Godfather, because oh, you're saying that... See, I saw it at a very young age. I actually saw it on TV at my grandma's house. I just I watched it okay. there. And of course, it was very interesting to me. I couldn't understand parts of it because I was kind of young. But I but I enjoyed it very much, except for the fact that I wasn't seeing like the whole movie, which always bothered me as a mm. kid. But then, later on, I saw a parody of it for SCTV. <laughs> and there's yes. a scene with the the same I think the same actor plays the same role in the parody, which has um which has a uh, Oh man, which is the the, the character uh, Guy Caballero playing the yeah. playing the uh, the, the, Godfather. the Godfather in the film, and so but there's a scene where in the Godfather I'm just gonna give it away, guys. If you haven't seen the film, I'm sorry, I'm telling you this. They in order to force this producer to hire Frank Sinatra or to hire a Frank Sinatra stand-in in the Godfather yeah. for a role in a movie, they cut off his beloved horse's head and put it in his bed. So when he wakes up Which in the morning... Which you've all seen. That's you've right. all you've heard about Everyone's it aware yes. of you've this. Seen the, if you've seen the parody... So in The Godfather, they, in the parody in SCTV, they parody the scene, which I'd seen, so I was like, oh, I know this scene from the movie. Okay, I can see what they're doing here. But in, in the SCTV one, they make him Ed the horse. <laughs> like Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed, yeah. And so he's talking, he's saying, oh, I don't know, Wilbur, or whatever. But I'd never seen Mr. Ed. <laughs> oh, so so I didn't know why he was talking. So that totally confused me as a, as a watching SCTV. It was kind of funny. So unlike Ian, I was getting the reference. Right. But I wasn't getting the reference. Sure, yeah. That's funny. Here's the weird thing. I was looking up, and no, uh, he's not in uh, Godfather 2. But there's a picture of Al Pacino here on the Internet Movie Database yeah. that looks just like Geraldo Rivera to me. Like, doesn't that look like Geraldo Rivera if you just take a look at, like, real quick? Yeah, no, for sure. Geraldo Rivera? Look at at him real quick, Al Pacino? Isn't that weird? That is strange. Yeah, that's a thing. Anyway, let's back to Mad Max. Uh, Uh, Road Warrior. Road Warrior. Uh, Mad Max is your, uh, you know, your, uh, not exploitation film, but your revenge fantasy film. It's your standard. You know, they've done him wrong. He hunts him down. It's it's pretty low-key. If you expect... Flash, you're not going to get it, but if nope. you expect, it was made for that, a, it was made for a budget, and that budget was 15 cents. Yes, <laughs> and and for it, it works great. But then Road Warrior is where you're seeing all the characters that you're kind of remembering when you think Road yeah, Warrior. Yeah, yeah. When you think of Mad Max, that's the movie that, and that's the first one I saw. I did not see Mad Max originally. Like when I saw the Road Warrior, I went with my then girlfriend with her mom and dad. We went in his. He had a cat. He had a convertible caddy Cadillac, like a 1970s, early 1970s Cadillac. Which he was very proud of, very proud of, and we went to the movie, We went to the drive-in 
in this, and my girlfriend and I sat in the back seat, making out, and her sure. mom and dad Snogged. sat in the front, so they couldn't see the hand job. No, there was nothing that nothing happened. So then, <laughs> I think that's the second feeling. sexual job yeah. reference I yeah, made in right. the show. Yeah, so, and the back seat was known as Thunderdome. <laughs> Two people enter, well, one person leaves happy. Have you had? <laughs> Thunderdome. Had, did, have you had the hot dogs with that drive-in? Am I right, everyone? <laughs> so anyway, um, but watching it, like, you know, even in the crummy, you know, because the drive-in, by the way, is a crummy place to see a movie. In those days, particularly, because it wasn't like you didn't tune in your, your radio. Yeah, there was no stereo. There, there was, was no stereo. A box it was a little box yeah, It was a little thing that hung on your window, <laughs> and it sounded terrible. It was the worst. So it's this tiny little box playing this big movie in front of us which is a very exciting film but i gotta tell you like by the time when like partway into that movie you have forgotten that there's a tiny box telling you what's happening it is such a great movie it's unbelievable how good it was and yeah i just will never i'll never forget that moment like i should watch it again one day because i really was impressed by seeing no i've seen it since then and then so so, as far as spoiler alerts go yeah is it there Mad, is a road? Is it Mad Max and that ends with the tanker truck, or is it the Road Warrior? That road ends? Warrior that ends with a tanker truck. Okay, yes. yeah. So you've uh, seen the Road Warrior? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Okay. But our friend, but you saw that's Hollywood where they talked about. Our, no, that's Hollywood. Mike Roberts, our mutual friend. Yes, he had a great story, and I hesitate to do it because it's a spoiler thing. Tell it. Yeah, it's fine. The movie is fucking a hundred years old. It's All worth right. it. It's Turn worth it. it to think about Mike. That's yeah, that's right. So Mike and his goofball friends. What year did it come out? 84? 85? No, 80? 19, would have been 1980. Oh, it 82. Was, yeah, because Thunderdome was probably 83 or 84. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's right. 82. Uh, it was so a great Mike, 10. Would, Mike would have been probably about uh, 18, 17, 19. So that's, there's, there's those kind of shitty kids, right? Yeah. 18-year-olds. They've gone <laughs> to see the movie, the early show. Yeah. And they come out, and there's the big line of the people ready to go in. And the one of Mike's friends says... So the truck's full of sand? Oh. <laughs> or does he say, I can't believe the truck's full of sand? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And they're all, everybody in the line, you can see going, huh. And so the payoff was what you didn't actually get to well, see. Well, it, won't, it wouldn't, wouldn't ruin the movie, but it, is, it was a bit of they a... They would have been hunting him for sport. <laughs> it was a dick move. Though. It was a dick move. I'll say that. But you're a kid. It's dick. Yeah. It's, it's a dick it's, move. Type it's a of dick thing. move. That's, right. yeah. That's the age of the dick move. The, yeah. new, the new dick move is you go on, a, on an amusement park ride that yeah. you've been on several times and you wreck the photo of the people honestly enjoying the ride for the first time. Yeah. Oh, how do you do that? Well, you, you know that they're going to take the photo when the thing drops or you yeah. go to another thing and so you're either you're yawning <laughs> on the ride pretending to sleep. You finger the camera or something like that. Meanwhile, it's uh, um, the father-son reunion thing. It's the first thing or it's the most important deal. And they're on Splash Mountain and you're at the front pretending to jack off. And they're just they're just thrilled. Just yeah, like, yeah. Don't you're behind that. him reading Mein Kampf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which are all great. They're all, they're great. all great. They're all great. They are good, actually. But I, I'm, I'm lucky enough these. that I have a picture of my dad and I on Splash Mountain. Yeah. And everybody on the ride must have been their first time no one's looking over at the camera because when we went on it again that day i did look over at the camera oh. and i saw it there and i thought ah and I, oh i wrecked it for everybody else <laughs> buy the thing with me looking <laughs> smugly at the camera why did i flash everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, i think the upshot of all this is road warrior Good. What, yeah, yes. Road Warrior is to Mad Max as Evil Dead 2 is to uh, Evil Dead. Well, let me ask this question then. 
Mad Max Fury Road or Mad, or the word Road Warrior? Well, there's such different movies. That's the problem. Ooh, well, that's a dumb answer. Do you do you get do you get a Mad Max Fury <laughs> Road without the Road Warrior? I mean, you, you gotta don't. you don't. gotta have the setup. What do you prefer, the setup or the punchline? I don't know. What I like about what I, I mean, what's great about Fury Road and what's great about the Road Warrior? That's bait. That's really good. I really like yeah. that part. But no, I'm just thinking of like practical effects, like not just yeah. resorting and particularly the particularly the Road Warrior where it was you had no choice. It's all practical yeah. effects. Like everything they're doing in that movie, except for that undercranked part of it near the end, which mm-hmm. kind of is a bit of a. By the way, here's a nice thing about Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. No uh, cameo uh, by uh, what's his name? Mel Gibson. Uh, Mel Gibson. Which yeah. would be cheesy. That'd be dumb. Be cheesy. Yeah. You don't yeah. want that. They didn't do that. Thank goodness. It should have. You should have been there as Angry Al. Completely different character. <laughs> He's on his bike. He's trying to get away. Oh, it's hard to bike in sand. Annoyed L. Hey, Annoyed. sugar tits. <laughs> Who's that guy? What is he doing there? Whoever used to like him, and now we're... I don't know. Uh, yeah. Sugar tits. Number eight mm. is a good movie. A, a very good movie. Good, the bad, and the ugly. That I saw in the theater, and I'm pretty proud that I went and saw this movie. It is my favorite year. Oh, Okay. That is a good movie. I saw that again recently on Turner Classic Movies. I have not seen ah, it yet. Turner Classic Movies. But I intend to at some point. By the way, don't watch Road Warrior on AMC. <laughs> uh, I watched. I both watched both Road Warrior and Mad Max on AMC, and that was a dumb thing to do. <laughs> too many commercials. Too many commercials that there. spoil everything. Yeah, commercials for scenes that you have not seen yet. <laughs> About the movie you're watching. Just like, oh, really? why not watch later on, watch The Road Warrior and see this scene that you're going to be seeing in a couple of minutes. Don't they do that now in theaters, though? They'll have like, yes. they'll have, like interviews with actors and scenes from the movie that you were there to see. Why yeah. are you doing that to people? Yeah, awful. Okay, but sorry, back to my favorite year. Very it's good movie. Peter O'Toole? Yeah. Peter O'Toole. I think that's probably the first film I saw him in. I was, which, once again, which I think, has always has to be said, Groucho Marx said, had a double phallic name. I think, <laughs> I think that movie came out the same year as uh, Road Warrior, actually. I, I seem to remember seeing So it very similar. With that, the same girl. It was kind of like one of those things where like two volcano movies come out or yeah, yeah. two earthquake movies. It's like <laughs> so my favorite like, year. And, so uh, similar. Yeah. Both of them had a boss. A boss character, like a big kind of gang, big gangster character. Sure. Bad guys out to get bad somebody. guys out to get someone. Yeah, both of them. Very Mark Lynn Baker. Mark Lynn Baker. <laughs> before my his his cousin, my perfect cousin. Before my that? yeah, before perfect strangers. Perfect strangers. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say that you know, oh, it'd be fun to see like Peter O'Toole doing the uh, Road Warrior thing. I'm like, ah, that's just Lawrence of Arabia <laughs> all over again. Yeah, ah, I've only, seen it in the desert. Before. Only slower. Yeah. The well, some of them he gets he's pretty fast off the top. I yeah, David Lean, that's what you got to do. I feel like by this point in Peter O'Toole's career, he was being cast to type, and that he was a drinker, and that he was yeah. playing a character that was yeah. Was this a before or after Supergirl? This is before Supergirl. Oh, that's too bad. Is it? Is it Helen Shaver Supergirl? I believe so. Because uh, it was in '82. I think it came out in '82. Check it out. Year. It's pretty close in there. Yeah. Okay. But I think this was at a time when he was doing like a lot of movies that were no good because I, every like I, I you know I would have rented other films at this 82 time. Eighty two for my favorite year. Okay, I am and correct. Eighty four for Helen Shaver. You gonna go with that? That sounds about. Oh, got a second. I'm gonna say eighty three. <laughs> really? Okay. I don't know because I have no idea. I've never seen Supergirl. Okay. There's no purpose to it. But that point, I was a film snob. I didn't go to see movies like that. All right. <laughs> Truly, I can't believe that. I had a bit of a Helen Shaver thing. It's going a terrible on. illness. Eighty-four. You're absolutely correct. Wow. Good uh, job. Right on the money. 
She was also in uh, some sort of uh, uh, protest movie. What was that protest movie? It's not Ode to Billy Joe, but it was a name like that. Okay. Yeah, there she okay. is in front of Popeyes. Was it, <laughs> was, it, was it Norma Ray? Nope. No, not like that. It was oh, okay. more... Right in front of Popeyes. There she is. Oh, doesn't look very well. It seems to my memory... I don't even know if I saw the whole thing. I just watched bits of it. For okay, okay. But... Uh, I don't know. It seemed like one of those things where there's a single person, and then they group of some more people behind them, and then some more people come behind them until it becomes a movement. Okay, you know, like okay. Christianity. Sure, like sure. Christianity. yeah. It's a movement. <laughs> one of these days, we're going to change the world. Power fellas. to the people. Helen Shaver, uh, by the way, is uh, is semi regular on the new Supergirl TV show. Oh, that's so she's cool. her uh, mum. Is that right? Oh. Something that they do is they'll uh, like Dean Cain uh, is also like in there as like her uh, dad. Sure. Uh, so they do a nice thing with that until Dean Cain says some stupid stuff online and then you don't see Dean Cain around anymore. Is it? Did he mega d- it? A little bit. Yeah. Too bad. It's too bad. So off to the Christian movies you go. That's right. Oh, that's right. He was in God Is Not Dead Two, which will not be on my top ten list. Okay. My favorite year is a. Great movie, by the way. It's such a great yeah. construction. Yeah, the way it's the way that they have the the character and and uh, Jessica. Who's it? Is it Jessica Harper? Who's who's the um, who is the ingenue in that film? Who is the girl that he has has a feeling for? Why don't you talk about it some more, and then I'll, I'll yes, look what you do. I cannot remember that he likes very much, and I think yeah, and they and he encourages or, or Peter O'Toole encourages he, him to see yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's doing the same thing. Yeah, no, it's very well constructed, it's very for well that. constructed film, and it's a fun thing when you find out at the end that he's just like it's live. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the reveal there that he's gonna. Yeah. It's just like, oh my god, I thought it was just a funny. Lainey Kazan, does that? Say no, me? she she was the mother of of uh, Jessica Harper. Jessica Harper, yes, that's who I thought it was. Yes, and Bill Macy's in it. Who's from oh. uh, Maud. Oh yes, he is. There's like because it's like oh, the writers, yes, right? the writers, are the That's producers. Right. Yeah, the room. He's probably a producer or something. Yeah. Like, you gotta get him there. Basic, get him to the Greek. It's a basically a parody of your show of yeah. shows, the Sid Caesar show. Yeah, yeah. With uh, and with Joseph Bologna as that's uh, right playing the the Sid Caesar role. Yeah, in it's it. nice of you not calling him jo- Joseph Bologna. And it wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> like an Joe actor Bologna. that would have like leapt out of me. Like was he on? Like was he from like? Like Love American style or some kind of weird shit like that, right? Like that you never saw as a kid. So here's this actor that all the parents around you knew, but you as a kid in the audience, you're like, no idea. Uh, I don't think I knew who Jessica Harper was at that time, but of course she was great in uh, Phantom of the Paradise, Suspiria. She has a little role in Pennies from Heaven, the Steve Martin film. Nice. I do like that film. And she played his wife in the film. Okay. His prudish wife. Yeah. Did like him messing around. Who does? Who does really? But messing around with her either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and this is the 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 kind of the the second act or the, you know the the second third act low point to the movie with it's great because it has a low point for the Mark Lynn Baker character and then it has that scene where Peter O'Toole wants to visit his daughter but he's afraid to because mm-hmm. of who he, who he's become. It's got lots of great elements to that movie. It's a really moving film, and then the end of it, of course, is a real victory kind of ending. Yeah, and also it's fun as a kid who loved comedy. It was fun to watch a movie about. How you wrote a comedy show of that time period. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Good Thumbs on you, up. Bob. Number seven. This this week, number seven. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. Could you do that one more time for us? Yeah, please, Sweet. Casey. <laughs> now do the thing where Casey loses his shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Why am I talking about a dog? Right or wrong, Robbie? Okay, so uh, uh, number seven is my cousin Vinny. A little film that could, everyone. Marissa well, Tomei won her, an Oscar uh, for her role. Her biological clock was ticking, ticking, ticking. 
Okay, that was you a, an award. Here's what I'm going to give you on that film. Here's what I'm going to give you. All right, all right. Give me, give me this it. This is gratis. Is what I'm giving you. Gratis. Much like meatballs. Much like meatballs. Way better than it should have been. That was the thing. Uh-huh. Way better than it should have because been. Because whether you think Marissa Tomei should have won an Oscar for her role in this film, she's a really good actress. Yep. Yes. Joe Guy. Joe Pesci. Pesci. <laughs> Fred Gwynn. Really good. Yeah, Fred yeah, Gwynn. Fred Gwynn really coming good, back. Yeah. Really good actors. Did you say Utes? We just the... said that for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still say that. <laughs> the... The thing I made a joke about it on the sh- on listening party a few weeks ago when there was a, a was a song called Sleeping Ute, oh, U T E. I insisted that it was by a Brooklyn band who were trying to say youth, Sleeping Ute. But anyway, my daughter said, "Dad, not funny." And I said, "You know what? If you saw my cousin Vinny, you would love it." Who were the kids that uh, are in trouble? One of them was sort of well known. Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Macchio. Yeah. There yeah. You go. They're, they're then... the nephews that get in, get into trouble. I guess so. And that's why they call on their cousin Vinny to come and help them. And here's the thing that this movie has a warm place in my heart. Because once upon a time, I took what should be an eight-hour flight from England. I was on a 14-hour flight from England. Oh. It was very long. We made three unscheduled stops. In the sky? In the sky. <laughs> the pilot to really help a balloonist. had to go. <laughs> one, at one time, the pilot thought he saw heaven wanted to stop and see if it was heaven. <laughs> these are all, all valid reasons to stop the plane. Yeah, the third guy. one was we ran out of gas. We had to stop. Had to put on the air brakes. <laughs> so then, Bugs Bunny. So we are la- you gremlin? We landed in Toronto. No boy. We landed in Toronto with our, our actual scheduled stop was Toronto. We got there. Practically seventy percent of the plane decamped in Toronto. So suddenly, what had been like this crowded, long, oh my gosh, flight. Suddenly, I could like lay. I lifted up all the armrests along four seats in the middle of the oh, plane, so good. and just laid down on my side and watched my cousin Vinny, <laughs> like Bert Reynolds, absolute, took off my shirt, like a king, <laughs> took, off my well, took off my pants because right. I didn't want someone sitting near me. Put on Lonnie Anderson, <laughs> I, <laughs> and so, and I watched my cousin Vinny in this like absolute king-like comfort on this plane, and it was. Great. And it was a great movie. I really like that movie. I still have fond memories of that film. Have I watched it since then? No. Why would I spoil that memory? It's fine. I don't need to see it again. No. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole, everything about the movie. I enjoyed Marissa Tomei's character. Yep. It didn't seem believable to me that that woman was interested in that guy. But whatever, it's fine. Yeah, and I'm he had a pretty the... he had a he had a great toupee, so I'll I'll give him that. <laughs> she lives in a world where the other male options are Fred Gwynn, Fred Gwynn, <laughs> and Utes. Well, wait a second, Ralph Macchio. Like... Yeah, she can't sleep with Ralph Macchio. Why not? Because well, he's too young. What is she? They are uh... probably the same age when they did that movie. Mm, maybe, maybe. Yeah. She should be a ghost trying to get him laid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My cousin Vinny too. <laughs> Three. <laughs> He's still my cousin. Yeah, he would still be the cousin. Yeah, yeah be still, still, like be still my he's cousin. He's just not in the movie. Still now he's a jazz singer. <laughs> cousin Cuisine Vinny. Now he's another cousin's trying to have sex with My Cousin Cuisine Vizzy? Vinny. Vinny. Oh, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Guys? There's a name, by the way, that has fallen uh, away. What's that? No one's named Vinny anymore. That's gone. No one's named Vincent anymore? No one's named Vinny anymore. Maybe they're named Vincent, but yeah. no one's named Vinny. No one's going by Vinny? Like no if a guy came up to you and like, hey, what's your name? Uh, I'm Vinny. Mm, no, really? you're not. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't no. feel that was real? I wouldn't feel that was real. If it was someone who was like a little younger than me, nope. Mm. Maybe Vince. Yeah, maybe Vince. I do know a, I know a Vince, but that's a person who's my age. They, he calls him Vincey. Because <laughs> of the way he walks. What? I don't know. I don't know. This is a problem. Get some talcum powder. <laughs> 
Fix that shit. <laughs> You're walking like Fred Gwynn. <laughs> Ute. Gong. Gong. Do, 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 Did you ever go to Universal Studios as a kid? No. Did you ever go to Universal Studios as a kid? Of course they did. Did they take you by the Munsters house on the tram tour? Oh, I would like that. I don't remember that. They took me by the Munsters house. And of course, it was no longer the Munsters house. It was the 1970s. It was painted like yellow and had no big spooky trees in front of it. I never watched them. Disappointing. I didn't watch the Munsters house. You mean just an old Victorian house? What was your Yeah. What was your preference, Adams or Munsters? Munsters. Me too. Me oh, too. Adam's but I was young. I was, if you're okay. younger, you like the. Okay. And, then, and as you get older, you. I didn't like the Munsters as a kid. I didn't like him. No. Didn't like him at all. I said no. Were you behind that movie Munsters Go Home? <laughs> <laughs> With your attitude, I was. Is that on Bob's list? <laughs> That's it, it. Will be number six. Munsters Go Home. <laughs> number six. Munster Squad. <laughs> Monster Squad. We were hunting down Munsters. <laughs> Number six. Yes. Grandpa's got nards. Oh, God, I forgot that. <laughs> what? The, wolf again. the Wolfman's got nards was in all the promos for Monsters. Yeah, because you get him in the balls and like Wolfman's got nards. Mm, number six. Field of Dreams. I said, love baseball. I laughed. I cried. Yeah, it's okay. Now that I had a wheat the, allergy. But Bob, did you read the book? Pantsless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe, it's called. They call him Pantsless Joe. Shoeless Joe. He had a hell of a strike zone. (laughs) By by local author, who has left us sadly, but local author. uh, Are you going to pull out your W.P. Kinsella's? Yeah, W.P. Kinsella. A a White Rock resident, resident, so Mm -hmm. uh, Jason would know him. I did. I met him a couple of times. Got hit by a car. You did? Driven by W.P. Kinsella? No, no. W.P. Kinsella got hit by a car. Uh. Driven by me. Oh, well. Someone was bitter about... <laughs> W.M. Kinsella. I had to read your book in school. No, I did not hit W.P. But somebody hit him because yeah. he was never the same after that. No, oh, that's right. Sorry to hear and that. he ended up uh, ending his own life because of depression. Oh, I'm also sad to hear about that. But... How's the book? Before that, the book is a fantastic book. The book is so great. Is it a book or is it a short story? It's a book. It's a book. Okay. It's a full-on book. And what's so great about it... Is that it's so it's so daring? Like yes, he loves baseball. W. P. Kinsella was an American who lived in Canada, mm-hmm. and he loved baseball. And he loves baseball for in this kind of philosophical way that's really interesting. So it makes it kind of fun, right? You read it's not that he's not like quoting stats at you. He's not like I love baseball because of old Garvey. Remember Garvey, number fifty six, who had that no hit, no hitter in the you know he's not that he's like I love baseball because. As long as you are within these lines, you are always in bounds. Mm. Those boundary lines in a baseball field stretch on beyond the stadium. They stretch out into life, you know. And so he just had this kind of weird philosophical element to, to his books about baseball. He also loved the history, of course, Shoeless Joe being a famous cheat who was blackballed or driven out of the league, the so-called Black Sox. From sometime in 1919, was it? Sometime they 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 threw the World Series basically yep. in order to get some threw money. The World Series, and they should have won it. They were a great team. Shoeless Joe is a fantastic player, but he will never be in in the Hall of Fame. He'll never be in the Baseball Hall of Fame because of this this cheating, this scandal. You know, that's where the whole thing "Say it, say it ain't so, Joe" came from and all that stuff. But the book is also it's so it's so flamb- it's so I don't want to say flamboyant. It's so it's so daring and weird. Like in the book. The, the character kidnaps J.D. Selinger and takes him on this road trip because he's told to do it by voices. Oh. He hears voices. He hears voices that tell him to build a baseball field. Yeah. And then they tell him that he needs to go get J.D. Selinger. And so he kidnaps J.D. Selinger. So the author, J.D. Selinger, is a character in Shoeless Joe. 
And it's so great because it's just so crazy that you would have a, a living author at the time, yeah. a living author who was a reclusive author, you know, as a recluse yeah. with a bit of a hermit, and you, then you have him as a character in your book. And that's one thing I feel is missing from the, one of the things I feel is missing from the film is that they don't have him kidnap J.D. Selinger <laughs> and take him, because that would be so crazy to do that, and even in a movie, yeah. to carry on that thing. But the, the, the studio chickened out, and so they just have him kidnap the actor the black actor um james earl jones. james earl jones yes uh but and he's not he's like an author but he's not like it's not crazy like kidnapping selinger because you don't know who yes. james earl jones character is because he's right? like he is a reclusive author that has yeah. written a famous book i forget if they but talk why not about make what him, book it is why not make him james baldwin and they kind of can, he kind like, of convinces him to come along too it's not like he's really kidnapped it's not like that the, the, the first version of Vacation where they go to Walt Disney's house and shoot him in the leg in the, in the National Lampoon yeah. magazine version, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a great film, though, right? I, so did I, you I, read the book before you saw I read the, the book before I saw the film. Wow. So the film suffered a little bit from oh, that okay. for me. I really do find the ending moving, though. I think it is a very moving yeah. ending. But you I was, love traffic. I was... You love bumper-to-bumper traffic. You always have. <laughs> <laughs> you see a light stretching up in the distance? You it go, just moves ah. me. It moves me to something or others. <laughs> Uh, That'd be an interesting thing you do. Uh, have you seen? Uh, sorry, I just want, I, I, I have, and I did enjoy it. And I just was thinking it'd be interesting to do like uh, a series of short films about people who are stuck in traffic in famous movies, like trying to get out of oh. town or the horrible thing, yeah. or trying to get into town because <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, what's it like in their car? Sure. They're not the main movie. Oh my god, what's going on? Like they're watching the aliens fight in the distance. Like, oh boy, <laughs> I don't even know. Should we just get out? No, we're better in here. Okay, and just do that, and just call gridlock and it's just famous cars well, there's, in there's that i was uh, talking traffic last week i did yeah. a whole song and dance number jack tati's final film traffic ah. but a long traffic good call jam. but no i did enjoy the movie and uh and uh kevin costner one of his uh, best baseball yes roles. yes <laughs> yes i'm not a big i'm not a huge fan of bull durham i just find that movie a little bit i liked it when i saw it I don't know if I like it now. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really. It doesn't live. Unlike say Tin Cup, which I really like Tin Cup a lot, even though it's like a Dave, golf movie. Dave plugs Tin Cup a lot. On I really do. pro Tin. I'm pro Very tin, pro Tin Cup for the love pro of game. Tin Cup. Uh, who's the wife in uh, in uh, in Field of Dreams? Oh my gosh, that redheaded actress who's married to Ed Harris, Madigan, Katie Madigan, or something like that. Matt something Madigan. Oh, maybe it is. I thought it was somebody else. I don't know why. She's we'll a, find out as you look at the next person. Fantastic. She is a redheaded. Uh, All Dickens. right. Next, uh, number five. Mm-hmm. Number five. Amy Madigan? Amy Madigan, name? that's right. That's okay. right. Yeah. Burt Lancaster was in there. Oh, looking for this. <laughs> <laughs> Who was he in the, in the movie? Dr. Archibald. Oh, I don't remember his character at all. He was the doctor, and then at the end, he goes off into the cornfield. Ah. He's uh, raped by children. It's weird. <laughs> wow. I've been cornholed. <laughs> what a weird, yeah. what a weird mix of a movie. They, right. should, they should have been making them in the same studio. I went in the, the wrong studio. field. Make sure you don't go in the wrong field. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy Mummy's there just throwing people into it. Boing, <laughs> <laughs> The Day the Earth Stood Still, 1951 version, not which, the Keanu Reeves Which version. I have not seen, sorry. I have seen it. This is to back to buck? Yep. Klaatu, Verado, Niktu. Right. Well, thanks for the spoilers. Appreciate it. Have you seen it? I'm trying to think if I saw it. If I saw it, because I've seen so many images from it. I mean, this is one of these Godfather moments where you've seen so much stuff. Is that his name? Is it Gort? Silver Man. 
Well, the Silver Man, but there's also another guy who comes off of the who comes. Off, it's a very strange film to me because so the 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 day the Earth the Earth stands still because there's a spaceship has appeared in Washington D.C. But it doesn't really stand still. No, but people are just people are just like, what's happening? Because so that the old movie where the Earth stops. That's right. That's a crazy one, isn't it? Because everything falls over. <laughs> it falls nuts. over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not Go- that. Gort, by the way, is the robot. Okay. Gort is a robot. The name of the guy who lands. I think he is Klaatu, isn't he? This is where I, if it would have been. These are excellent questions that you're asking. It so, like so 80, the eighty-five that I saw. So the uh, yeah, it was about the same for me. So the spaceship comes down to Earth. People are surprised. Yes, you are right. He is Klaatu. People Klaatu. are surprised. Right. He comes off the spaceship. He comes in peace. Mm-hmm. Yes. He has a robot who melts weapons or whatever. It doesn't kill people. And then he moves into a boarding house. <laughs> Does he? Right? There's I'm not crazy. Th- 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 he moves in with a, like people, and he's like living in like a boarding house, basically. The robot? No, the guy. Oh, okay. The Good. guy leaves a spaceship parked. Yeah. The, scene, the, the robot's guarding it. He's like, yeah, the robot just he's like boop, boop. Yeah. And then the robot's there, like, accesses <laughs> his, his alarm. And then he goes and he's like living in a boarding house okay. with people. Yeah, sure. Let's say that happens. And then what happens? I have no idea. Okay. I don't remember at all. Like it goes, it's not, it's, it's like, it's it goes in a weird place. Tragically he meets, less sense. He meets than a woman. That yeah, yeah, be. that's yeah. right. Just he meets a, a woman. On a, on a, he yeah. falls in love, but she doesn't like him. He's too alien. She's too Ooh. earth. She's Ooh. too earth. <laughs> star crossed lovers. That's right. They're literally star crossed. Yeah. They have come from different stars, mm-hmm. systems, solar systems. So, Klaatu. That's a classic thing. He approaches her house. He holds a spaceship above his head. Right. Plays Peter Gabriel. In your stars, your stars thing. Destroy the earth. Destroy the earth. I couldn't get through it. I just enjoyed my joke so much. I had to. I really don't remember much of the movie, though. It's really strange. Like, I, it's a classic film. Yes. And I knew I had to see it. Trying to think of a play on Say Anything. All I could think of was Space Anything. I got nothing. I'm so sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Now I'm thinking Lloyd Dobler. Is there anything of the Dobler effect? Is there anything? There's nothing. Yeah. I got to workshop this. You guys talk. For yeah, a bit. you carry on. <laughs> and then later on, Klaatu performed the song because he was stuck on Earth because Gort ran on batteries. He couldn't get back into his spaceship. So then he had to write a song. Called calling interstellar or, or calling occupants of interstellar ter- interplanetary craft, <laughs> trying to contact them. What really sells it is all the stumbling. <laughs> Couldn't remember the name of the dumb song. Um, What's that, sorry? I just said it was going to do an ET thing. Then after that, uh, I had to go make a phone I, call to get. Yeah. And then it's the uh, Neil uh, Neil Diamond song. What was that? Uh, Turn on your heart lights. <laughs> that was it. There we go. Middle of a young boy's dream. <laughs> so. I really don't remember the film after after a certain point. Yeah, no, sorry, Bob. We really dropped it there. But we've seen the <laughs> images, and we know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Tin Man and the ship. Yeah, and they got to go to the president. So I, anyway, back to Godfather. I first. Yeah. What I think is what the I, scene with the orange. Oh, I like it. Uh, what, the see the way that I came to. Uh, Funny because I said that's Hollywood earlier, and the way I came to <laughs> the day that Earth because they talked about it on that's Hollywood the. Tom Bosley Tom narrated. Bosley. That's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. But that's Hollywood. Right. Do you remember that's that show? Confused with that's entertainment. The yes. movie. Of the movie. The, the many movies. Also, three, at least three of them. Also narrated by Tom Bosley. <laughs> that's entertainment. Uh, you're probably too young to remember that's Hollywood, which was basically like a clip show that yeah. came from one studio. I think it was uh, 20th Century Fox. It was. I remember watching it all the time, though, when it was on. It was like, and so all the movies were all based from from what they were, what they issued. All right. their movies. No, I do. I think I do. It was about the same time as Animals, Animals, Animals with Hal Linden. 
Back when clip shows were big. That's animals. <laughs> That's animals. Yeah. I'm Tom Bosley. I remember they played a joke on Tom Bosley on uh, the TV's bloopers and practical jokes. Mm-hmm. Where okay. Tom Bosley comes in with his daughter. Yep. And they're going to be talking to an agent. Okay. Ian here is, is, the, is the screwball agent. Ooh. He doesn't know anything about Who's that. the screwball agent? It was like an actor, right? Okay. An actor's been hired True. to, 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 to okay. fool Tom Bosley. All right. And so, and I remember watching this as a kid because I like Tom Bosley. Sure, like who doesn't? Days, doesn't? Right? I don't know if he was on the Father Jim murders already. What was that? <laughs> Father Brown? Father You're right. Yeah. yeah. That's Happy Father. Yeah. Oh, okay. Father I, I was going to say murders. Father Ted. That's not right. <laughs> And so uh, the the agent you know probably spills a drink and does this. We're going to do this and that, and then the agent leaves the room. Now here's where the where the fun happens because you get to see Tom Bosley react to this. But Tom Bosley was really angry and mad that this this I'm going to bleeping this. I'm not going to do a goddamn thing for you. Beep beep beep. We're going to beep beep. And I'm like, oh, this is really making Tom Bosley look like you know. Like a real shit, even though he's right, but this isn't what yeah, you yeah. wanted to see. And then, of course, they come in and reveal it all. And, ah, it's a big joke. But that lasted in my memory. I don't remember mm. any of the other practical jokes, except for Ed McMahon being fooled by Johnny Carson. Oh, really? Yeah. Johnny Carson fired him? No, Johnny Carson plays the, the guard. This makes no sense to me. In fact, this was a bit of a dark thing, too, and I think <laughs> I remembered it. Ed McMahon is leaving the NBC studio. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't drive himself. I think he's drunk. That's right. <laughs> I think Johnny famously drove himself back and forth. Ed, no. <laughs> he's got a car with a driver. Right. Sure, okay. Uh, let the record show, uh, Jason made the drinky, drinky one. <laughs> That's right. As well as a glug, glug sound. <laughs> They're leaving the NBC studio lot yeah. in Burbank. Beautiful downtown Burbank. <laughs> and they're stopped by the guard. Yeah. Johnny Carson is the guard. Mm, pretty good. So he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to, to, to leave. <laughs> We're supposed to look in your trunk. We have reason to believe that there's uh, some theft going on. And Ed McMahon's like, what? What are you talking about? And his, his, his driver, uh, Jeffrey, or something like that. Yeah. What's he talking about, Jeffrey? No, we're going to have to look into your, into your trunk. And so they get they have to get out, yeah. and they open the trunk, and it's full of all sorts of stolen NBC <laughs> stuff. And he, Jonathan, I think it was Jonathan. Yeah. Ed McMahon now turns on this guy. Well, what's this all about, Jonathan? <laughs> and this guy's like, I, I don't know. I didn't put it in there. Well, this is very strange. And all the time, the guard is Johnny Carson. <laughs> and Ed McMahon doesn't know. And so I'm thinking either he's drunk. Yeah. Right? Blind, and, and blind drunk. Blind drunk. Or their relationship is such that he can't even recognize the guy he's been working with for 20 years at this point. Well, maybe it's one of those things in where a like... Hat. It, if you take someone out of the environment you're yeah. used to seeing them in, yes, that you don't realize that it's them. And I get that. That's why I've I never customers. can recognize my daughter when she's cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> oh, bazinga. Boing. Well, this is Johnny Carson. Yep. He he's not, has a mustache on. He's just, this is weird, wacky stuff. <laughs> You've got a truckload full of uh, NBC stuff. Uh, my theory is that he doesn't acknowledge the, the, the guy. Like, so I'm not making eye contact with this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not really paying attention to this guy. Yeah, sure. It's like one of those experiments that they do where, like, you're talking to a guy behind a table, uh, and then the guy, like, ducks down, comes up, and it's another guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, no one notices because it's like, I haven't put full haven't attention put, to you. Well, that's good. And that's, again, it would, it would shine the light poorly on did, did he enjoy the joke at the end oh <laughs> yes <laughs> nice you did fire jonathan though oh yes no jonathan was <laughs> they found him dead <laughs> in the trunk of the limo years, years later for an, uh, oh, this must be a joke it's not, it's not. you so really are fired jonathan 
Please leave my employee. <laughs> and now I'm going to host this fucking show. Oh, 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 oh. oh this movie. What? Number five? Number, n- number five was uh, Day of the Earth Stood Still. Oh, very good. Oh, number yes. four. Number four. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. I always say that. Fantastic Four. Uh, Born was... on the Fourth of July. Four Musketeers. Four on the Floor. <laughs> it's a TV show. <laughs> oh, yeah. With the Fantastics? No. Uh, Frantics. 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 Yeah. Yes. Star Nose Mole. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, number four. Yeah. A movie I think is a little long. Four seasons. <laughs> Anyone else? Any other movies with I'm, four in them? I keep wanting to have four. The Four Amigos. All right. So that was the remake. When they tried to teach a young boy how to get a girl. That's right. And they, and they still didn't use Chevy Chase. That was the sad thing. All right. Ole. Number four. The Outlaw Josie Wales. Okay. I have not seen that. The Clint Eastwood film. Clint Eastwood I have not film. seen it. I have well, not seen most the Have you seen it? Have you seen it? No. All right. Well, a little while ago. A little while ago. Sorry to be playing with this knife while we talk. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a friendly well, reminder. Let's not argue about uh, what triple O sauce consists of. Uh, so a little while ago, um, this about, about a year or two ago, Mary was uh, doing, she was doing um, cocaine. First Nation studies at, yes, also, she was doing First Nation studies. By the way, it's hard to get through university. Sure. No, you need sure. a little energy. A little help from your friends. A little artificial energy. So she... She, uh, he, inter- like, she was talking about Chief Dan George, and I was like, Well, hey, Chief Dan George is in a few movies and he's quite good in them. Sure. One of them is The Outlaw Joyce of Wales, which just happened to be on TV. So I was Another like, Another is Americathon. Yes. yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Another you know is Beachcombers TV shows. <laughs> a little, a little, uh, off, little offshoot from Sticky Dragon Listening Party. Do you know who else is in? Americathon that's kind of strange, which is well, El- Harvey Harvey Corman, Elvis Costello, John Ritter, oh, plays the King of Manchester in the movie. Which, oh, that is which surprising. must have been insulting to him because he's from Liverpool and a topless puppet, mm. little uh, wooden puppet that just flashes their wooden boobs. And here's this other strange thing about that film: uh, the original play it was based on, written by Phil Proctor and uh, Peter yeah. Bergman from from the Firesign Theater. Wow. Yeah. All right, marathon. I got to eat too, you know. Does that make me a bad guy? Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Okay, Outlaw Josie Wales. Outlaw with, Josie Wales. So, with, yeah, so it had so Chief Dan George in it, who's also in uh, Little Big Man. Yes. And I, I said to Mary, well, this movie's on TV. We should tape it. And you should watch it because I watched it when I was a kid and I thought it was pretty good. So, tape it. Watch, we watched it. And I got to say, that movie is long. Mm. And it feels long. There's a point in the movie where you're just like, why aren't they ending this movie? Are they purposefully keeping it going? What's the point of this? Because it's, it starts off really interesting. Like, cause he's like, he's an outlaw, as you can probably tell from the title, mm-hmm. but he, he kind of gathers this group of, of, uh, misfits around him. This is like the Helen Shaver movie, including Chief Dan George. Okay. And he's helping them escape somewhere. And there's like some pretty good scenes. They're being chased by rough, some guys, some riders of some sort. It's kind of related to the Civil War, I think, in some ways. I think he's an ex-soldier. Anyway, and they're, they're on the run, and that's fine. And then they get to safety, and you're like, huzzah. They got to safety. Everything's yeah. good. No, let's keep the movie going. <laughs> let's go a bit longer. <laughs> and it just feels like you ended the movie. That's right. The movie was a chase sequence. You finish the chase. The movie ends. The movie says, nope, I'm not going to end now. Right. Wow. We're going to keep on going. Wow. What was it like living in the place that we came to after we got chased by these people and came to safety? What do you think it was like? It turns out, it's pretty boring. <laughs> it's a pretty boring life that they lived. I so get a Bob, job. I can agree with you that two-thirds of that film is good. 
So it's like the improv game where you say and and yes, build and. on it. And then the one bad guy in the game, Peter Griffin, yeah. just keeps saying and, <laughs> and, and. Also, this feels to me like they, they pulled a Stripes. You should have just oh. wrapped it up before the end. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah, Stripes is weird. Or, or or MASH, although MASH is a little bit more episodic, but still. Yeah, both like, of these we've discussed in, in uh, yeah. previous episodes going like, end it early. <laughs> yeah, MASH would be better if it ended a little early. For the football game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, before they go to Russia is uh, or th- across the border and steal a yeah. tank or whatever. And, and yeah, Stripes Germany. Stripes is a right. different ending. I don't know what what what. It would no, be I think that quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog, sir. There, good. Okay, they've all made it. The end. They graduated. They the graduated end. And That's it. You know, maybe <laughs> yeah. uh, they kiss girls and uh, yeah. cheer, and then should be a short movie then. And then okay. we uh, put up good for a comedy. Excellent. <laughs> it's true. It's true. My auntie Pat uh, went to a oh. book signing. Not my <laughs> auntie Pat. That's your auntie Pat. My other Auntie Pat. Oh. From the mm. other family. Oh, okay. This, this sounds less like an Auntie Pat, more like a dark Pat. Yeah. She is. She's great Auntie Pat, actually. Oh, oh wow. My, okay. My, uh, is she that great? She's my grandfather, my mom's dad's She's your grandfather sister. as well. That is she's, pretty great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's still around? She's still around. She's 99. Yay. Wow. Yeah. That is like... What's huh. her name? Uh, Carol. What's Carol Channing. Yeah, Carol Channing. My Andy Pat. Yeah. And uh, Kirk Douglas. Walk into a bar. <laughs> well, it's, that's to be expected. They have good, great eyesight. No, exactly. <laughs> Bong! Says the bar. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> there was either a they said, signing. They all said, we feel like we're in Europe. They said, why is that? We're incontinent. Okay, go on. Uh, meets Chief Dan George at a book signing. Okay. Chief Dan George, I think, is born in North Vancouver. Sure was. He's certainly North Sounds Vancouver. Good. He, is a, he is a local boy. And uh, my uh, great uncle, who is not no longer with us, is mm. dead. Okay. He's dead? <laughs> he's because born, he's dead? He's born in North Vancouver. Okay. The, that family moved to North Vancouver. All right. Uh, Auntie Pat goes down to meet Chief Dan George at the book signing sort of sure. a thing. And she says to him, you know, my brother was born in North Vancouver as well. And we all grew up in North Vancouver. And Chief Dan George said, huh. <laughs> the famous wit of Chief Dan George, everyone. It's in my book by George. By it's George. like all his gruntings. That's right. Dave, just not for nothing. Yes. But let me just... Let me Jason's just, a great uncle. Let me just say... Outcontinent. Let me just say okay, this go. really fast before we get on Please to... Please do. Number three? Is the number three? We're on number three. Okay, here. Let me just say, say this to you. Yep. One cup of mayonnaise. <laughs> two tablespoons of milk. Okay. One and a half tablespoons of honey. One tablespoon of paprika. Quarter tablespoon of cayenne. A half a teaspoon of sugar. One teaspoon of lemon juice. Half a teaspoon of garlic powder. Half a teaspoon of white vinegar. One teaspoon of ketchup. Yep. Salt and pepper to taste. Triple O. Triple O. Triple O. It's triple O. That is not necessarily the exact recipe but that is someone's approximation of the triple and it uh, sauce. tastes enough like it that that's what it basically is i will nice. stab you <laughs> Whoa. well everyone we are family <laughs> i've got witnesses we- can't you see <laughs> before you read number three hide the knife drawer has anybody on, on one of your shows yeah ever turned to, turned to stab me just left before uh, <laughs> no, the end no but I, I've uh, usually we do the show, and then at the end of the show, I say I got to use the washroom. Yeah, but I got to use the washroom right nope. now. Go in the for it. Of the show. Oh, go okay. for it. Go ahead. Have at it. That's fine. Really? Well, this, yeah, has anybody ever done this? No. Oh yeah. Yes. Nina, yeah. 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 We have a, a guest who comes all the time. She likes to uh, to drink alcohol <laughs> and use the toilet. All right. Well, that's what I'll do. 
please do. She's, she does other things, too. No. All right, just play music for this portion of the show? That's right. Intermission. <laughs> it's a little Spanish pee. <laughs> he went in the toilet. He... Oh, I can't even make that rhyme. Why would I use that word? All right. So. How about that Rocketeer poster? Pretty good, huh? I was going to say, that's a great Rocketeer poster. <laughs> nice. All right. So, number three, everyone. The Rocketeer. <laughs> Not the Rocketeer. Oh, it should be. It is... Uh, the movie Red River, the Howard Hawks film with John Wayne and Montgomery Clift. You gentlemen are on your own. Enjoy. Have not seen it? Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Gosh darn it, you guys. That is a classic and a great, Dave, what's, fantastic, what's this film about? freaking good movie. It is about a father and a son. The father played by, by John Wayne. The son played by Montgomery Clift. What year is this from? Uh, sometime in the 50s. Let's say it's 56. We could say that or I could just look it up while I'm you talk. i say 54 for the fun of it. Oh, okay. Sure. Just to, you know. And so... Uh, it's based on that pancake mix. Red River. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Red River. Did you know the song Red River Valley? Sure. Is, uh, oh. comes, from, <laughs> comes from Manitoba. With a banjo on its knee. Yes. Yes. Because it is. That's where the Red River. Yeah. That's right. A lot Red of River was... Rebellion, right? Yeah. Sure. Right. The whole Louis Riel thing. But anywho, so in this movie. 1948, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That early? Wow. That's amazing. I didn't think Clift was acting that young. See you in uh, From and, Here to Eternity? And, yes, Wal- yes, and yeah. Walter Brennan. Good old yeah, Walter Brennan. Good old <laughs> oh, he's a real great and actor. So all you I need am. is Walter Brennan oh to gosh. bring out the you Brennans and everybody. Give yourself a voice like that and you are guaranteed to work for the rest of your oh, life. Yeah. And he oh. takes the sweet water up yonder. Oh, <laughs> man, you even see him in uh, Meet John Doe in the 30s with Gary Cooper. Yeah, well, all Talk the about the helots. <laughs> Those helots. Support oh. your local sheriff. Support your local sheriff. James <laughs> Garner. I've been working. You know what? I was old the day I was born. My name is Walter Brennan. Okay, so uh, I'm Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> I was also old before my time. Before my time, mostly because of diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> so uh, this movie is about a father and a son, and they are they go on a cattle drive together, which, as everyone knows, you should never do with your dad or your son. Nope. It's better best left as a one generation thing. So during the so uh, John Wayne's character is he is a harsh taskmaster. His son doesn't appreciate it. He leaves partway through the uh, through the the. It is, is it, no, it's just a great film. It's just a great movie about generational clashing and and of course and all. But in a way, it was it was cleverly cast by Hawks because you've got old school John Wayne, this actor who came out of you know working the old odors. You know, yeah. you know, if you look at his filmography, there's like two million films on it because he just did all these westerns mm-hmm. for like Republic. And they're just all garbage, most of them. And then he's, you know, met up with John Ford and did Stagecoach and became a real star. And, but he's from this old school acting. And then he got Montgomery Clift, who apparently was really hard to act with and a real pain on the set because he was a method actor. Right. And he had to feel it. And he had to have his acting coach there with him <laughs> to explain why he should be doing what he's doing. I don't understand. What am I, what is my motivation for this character? You know, so. And you it, got, well, Pilgrim, why yeah. don't you just say you're alive? That's exactly right. And John Wayne loved movies. Right. He loved to act. He loved to, he, would, he wouldn't even leave the set. He wouldn't go to his trailer and, and wait for the thing. He would just stand there on the, uh, behind the cameras 
and watch the other actors. He would be there to help. He would do lines. He would, he would, you know, you want to put your hand in there? I'll put my hand in. I'll be the hand in the scene. Like he was just like a real enthusiast. Whereas Mark is this tortured dark soul. Right. They did not get along. So the clashing in the movie is echoed in the clashing behind the camera as well. And it's Howard Hawks, who I used to say, I don't think he made a bad movie. Until the other day, I tried to watch 20th Century, the kind of the, the beginning of the... <laughs> have you seen the movie? I did the play version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Apparently, the, the movie is supposed to be better than the play. That's how it was introduced to me. And, I, and, I, and on um, TCM the other day, they had a screwball comedy afternoon. And so I got up kind of late, so I missed a few of them. And then I went outside and I took my lights down because Christmas is over. And it was a beautiful day, sunny day out. So I thought... And the forecast was like this, sun, sun, and then just like Noah's Ark sailing <laughs> for the rest of the week. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it today. So I went outside, took it out all my lights and stuff. And then I came inside the house and it was screwball comedy. So I sat down and I watched uh, The Awful Truth with Cary Grant and Irene Dunn and Ralph Bellamy. And it is a great screwball comedy. That's a newspaper one? It's not a newspaper one. Oh. This one is, uh, they're married. Irene Dunn and Cary Grant are married. And they have a little dog whose name should be Asta because the dog is played Asta in The Thin Man. Oh, nice. Uh, so then he comes home. He's arrives first. Now, he told his wife he was in Florida, but he wasn't. He was in California or something like that. I can't quite remember. I didn't catch this part of the movie. But he's been fooling her. He's been writing her letters that are supposedly coming from Florida. Oh, They're postmarked no. Florida. I guess he was sending them to a friend who was then rerouting them. Oh, dear. His wife arrives. She arrives. She's dressed like it's nighttime. She's got on a, this big, giant fur coat with these ginormous fur coat shoulders. <laughs> They're yeah. just huge. They're like the size of her head, <laughs> twice over on both of, her, both of her shoulders. But she is with her, we learn, singing instructor. Mm. This rather suave-looking foreign gentleman of, from no fixed abode. I imagine maybe he's French. Cary Grant becomes so jealous of this situation because they had a car breakdown on their way home from a, from a concert they were attending, and they had to sleep overnight in an inn. Of course, separate places. Of course, she's married. Right. But does Cary Grant believe this? Oh, no, he doesn't. And this little scene revolves into them getting divorced. And now they have to wait 90 days before their, their marriage is completely annulled. And in that time, they do some stuff. And it's a very good movie. It's right. very funny. Quite funny. Like, I was laughing. I was laying on a couch laughing. This was followed by Howard Hawks. Howard Hawks did Bring Up Baby. That's one of the greatest screwball comedies of, of all sure. time. He did the uh, Mike, His Girl Friday, also one of the greatest screwball comedies yep. of all time. He did 20th Century, the beginning of the screwball comedy, the film that launched the film that launched a thousand movies. I cannot get it through it. I watched part of it. <laughs> I John had, Barrymore ruined John it Barrymore, for you. John Barrymore's in it. It's got... Uh, Irene Dunn? Not Irene Dunn. No. Who's nope. the girl? Carol Lombard Carol is Lombard. the uh, actress in it. She plays Mildred Plotka, who becomes uh, a different name. Yes, her name is... Uh, something... Doesn't matter. I played the religious Ellen? zealot. Ellen? Ah, something? I put up something stickers. Ellen. Something Ellen. Vera Ellen? Not Vera no. Ellen, no. <laughs> but... but, uh, but oh, Howard the religious... Oh, the guy on the train who's... Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're a little just, old man, I think, in the movie. There's nothing in the movie mm-hmm. that made me happy. Ever. <laughs> like I could, I just, I, and I, so I watched it for a while, and I had to turn it off because I was getting really impatient. He's trying to win her back. She's he, with a, he has with to a win jerk guy, and he's, he's the big producer, director, and yeah. he's going to make the, uh, the passion play. 
She's going to be the Magdalene. She's going to be Mary Magdalene. I haven't heard this part. I haven't got there yet. I mean, uh, he's on the train with her now. The 20th century is the train. And this is how he's going to be. This is his last chance to make a hit. He can't make a hit. By the time they're on the 20th century, the movie is half over, by the way. Oh, and the play, they start right at the station and they get on board. There's more setup in the movie. There's more setup. It sets up her character, how she becomes famous through his... Through him, you know, his work. His... Yes, he, he took her from a, a nothing to, to a star. Yes, he took her from a plotka to it. And to now she's bigger she's... than he is, and he's trying to get back in because he's had flops. Yes, yeah. yes. And then the little, at least in the play, the little religious zealot guy that I played yeah. is mistaken for a guy with money. But he's actually a loon, and he's going to finance this. <laughs> okay, thing. that could be. I have and not so got that's there how because the whole thing came together. I I just because I watched it at night. Once again, I got really, drunk. really <laughs> not drunk, Jason. As you know, I do not drink unless I'm watching 20th Century, and so I got blasted. Uh, and so I had to turn it off again. I just so I just found it so frustrating and boring. And what was really getting to me, I've never noticed this before in a movie, is that movies from the 30s. Like their muse, their incidental music is not really situationally based. <laughs> right? yeah. It's so weird. It's like people are talking. They're like, "Yeah, see, I'm going over here." Blah blah blah. And music, music's just like, it's like totally unrelated to what's going on the screen. It's like you're like you're watching it. And you're just like, I always started listening to music because I was so bored. I was just like, and the music started like, "Father died today." Boop, 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 and it's just constantly playing, and they it's don't like turn the it 60s off. 60s Roadrunner cartoon. Oh, it's, yes, it just goes on and on. It's totally like unsuitable to what you're watching, <laughs> and it just goes on and on. It's like no one like turns it off or whatever. Like the oh, it's just terrible. Oh, I couldn't. I just I don't know. I, I guess I'll eventually have to finish it because I did I did PVR it, but ugh. you don't have to finish it. Howard Hawks. This is the man who made so many great movies. Really? So many great movies, including Red River, everyone, which is a great film. And if you haven't seen Red River, you really should do yourself a favor and see that movie. All right, we'll it's see really good. It is Christ. really good. All right. How, what's number two, then? <laughs> number two. So good. I know what number two is, but I'm going to turn on anyway, just in case I should number read Number two. He says, this along with number one, so good. This would be one, number one and number one A. It's number two is The Godfather, which we were talking about earlier, so it's kind of funny. I didn't realize it's on the list. <laughs> and yet, don't bring it up. I don't bring it up at all. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't. I, I like to come fresh to these lists myself. Yeah. So uh, we've already kind of talked about The Godfather. It's beautifully shot. The I'm characters are great. I'm glad that you finally great. saw it. Uh, I did see it. I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. Uh, again, I just find all the characters so reprehensible that it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or like where they're going is so yeah, awful. Yeah. You know, to me, to me, like I equate like the gangster movies with movies about Nazis. So if you're okay. like, we're slowly seeing a guy yeah. join the Nazi party, and the last <laughs> thing is like he's the head of the Nazi party. Yeah, yeah. Eh, that's great. He's gonna hurt a lot of people. There you go. That's what I always feel like. I felt like that yeah. with the Sopranos too, yeah. which is like, well, he's the head of the Nazis, but he's really anxious about it. So we're gonna see him get some psychiatric help. Well, yeah. I just want him caught. <laughs> well, you know? I think that's true, but I think. That Godfather One and Godfather Two are about someone who is inexorably drawn to something that they try to reject, mm-hmm. but, but it's, it keeps pulling them back in. It keeps pulling them back in. <laughs> but it keep, but it's not even that it keeps pulling it back in because they are making the choices that are keeping them in it. Like Michael doesn't, he doesn't say no to any of these things he has to do in the film. When his father is attacked and he has to go to the restaurant and take out the police captain, played by uh, Sterling Hayden. He doesn't say no. He does it. He does his mm-hmm. duty that, you know, is, uh, and he just becomes drawn into this family, which at the beginning of the movie, when he comes there with Kay, played by Diane Keaton, he tells her, you know, 
they're not good people, you know? And he makes it clear to her that, you know, he's not interested in this life. And then he just becomes drawn into this life and becomes part of this life. And it's... I also find it like such a depressing situation because the whole world is soaked in this yeah. thing. And like, well, what are you going to do? This is what everything is. Yeah, yeah. Everything runs like this. And it's like, ugh. It's like when I when I read uh, Cliff Nesteroff's work about uh, what comedy was like, you yeah. know, when stand-up was starting off. Sure. It's so horrible it's so horrible and yeah. gangster related that it's just like well this just <laughs> it just is ugh. and it's good to know but like imagine being in those times and like yeah. you would have to work with well, the mob or not say that but then when they talk about like las vegas post gangster the people who were there during the gangster days look back fondly and maybe it's rose-colored glasses or looking back no i think it's because they were the, okay yeah, it's like you don't see the 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 people being are yeah. you know you you're, just you're see above the good, it yeah that's right you know you're not seeing people being eaten by sharks underneath you I'm but, sure there were comedians who stepped out of line and got their legs broken and other oh absolutely and again if you them. read Cliff's work yeah much worse than that yeah just waking up in the desert with something eating your face yes yeah. it's just horrible <laughs> yeah like unbelievably horrible and it's like yeah this is just the way it is yeah. what are you gonna do what are you gonna that's do? the way that's show business you, you gotta work yeah. you gotta eat you gotta do something like yeah. you know what are you gonna do in this situation which i guess is shrewish but it seems very strange and then it's like well why don't you call the cops well the cops are in on it well what a horrible world this is what do you do yeah what do you do and that to me is like you know this godfather world of like oh it's just so awful <laughs> you know this is one of the things i do like now about uh you know that there is like social media and things like you can actually report something that goes on yeah and people can hear about it but back then who are we going to tell what are you gonna do? You think the press is gonna cover this? Yeah. You gotta find a not corrupt reporter who's gonna <laughs> let this story go through. No, you you know this is just the way it is. Everything's horrible. Yeah, no, it's uh, no, it is a it is a depressing film, but it's also like beautifully shot. It's a beautifully shot. I would say less depressing, almost in more a horror movie. It's, <laughs> it's like it's uh the staging, like the sequence, the 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 baptism sequence where mm-hmm. he kind of ev- he takes care of business. During this this beautiful religious ceremony, yeah, and so you can see this, you know, this you know hypocrisy and, and you know, it, it, you know, it is a it is a good, it is, I think it's a great film. It's a Shakespearean tragedy by the sounds of it. It does have that element to it for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yes, a king with three sons. And dee 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 dee. And I love <laughs> Uncle Charlie played by Robert Duvall. <laughs> and I love I love the 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 character. I love. Uh, Robert Duvall oh, as the consigliere in it. I'm getting that the first movie is going to be Godfather 2. That's what's going to happen, right? This is the twist. This is the twist. You're wrong. But it's a race for your life, Charlie Brown. It's <laughs> oh, I would actually like that. Bon voyage, Charlie Brown, and don't come back. But, I mean, you could like those movies, but would any of them be in your top 10 movies? Um, what's the one where Charlie Brown and the spelling bee? That might be up there. A that boy was, named Charlie Brown. That was pretty good. Hmm. Uh I was going to say, I, I love Robert Duvall as the consigliere in that movie. I just like yes. how how low key he is. It's like it's because you're playing with well, you're playing against uh, James Caan, who's really chewing <laughs> chewing the scenery in yeah. this movie. But you got like all he's these got to get back to the grotto there. soon. So, so many, yeah, John John uh, Cazal is in that movie. You got Marlon Brando. You got Al Pacino. You got James Caan. You got Abe Vigoda. You got all yeah. these great actors in this movie, and so. Robert Duvall is just like, okay, I'm just going to play this as straight as a die. And he just plays it so calm and so straight. And, you know, I just, I really like that. And it's yeah. just, it's also kind of an interesting character because he's, he was adopted into the family and then trained to be a lawyer so that he can be a lawyer for the family. Yeah. Right. You're basically, you're basically like he's an indentured servant is basically yeah. what he is. And it's just a cre- really uh, cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like it. It's such a horrible world. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It's terrible. But it's just interesting. It's it was funny when we went through that phase in the 90s where there was all that mafia love, too. So there was the Bugsy again. Yeah. You know, that's a great movie. But at the end of it, you're just like, well, yeah, you yeah, you got shot because you're you're not nice. And the people you it's, work with it's aren't It's cornball, nice. yeah. but like I do like, uh, maybe it's why I like The Untouchables. Right. Because you got like these guys who just go, no, fuck this. <laughs> like, just take yeah. care of them. Yeah. All right. By hook or by crook. And then there was, one, was, there was like, one where they were like young kids before they were, there was like the, the gang before they were Meyer Lansky and everybody. I forget who was in that. Uh, Dustin oh, Hoffman yeah, yeah, yeah. was uh, like sort of the, the guy that was organizing this yeah. next bunch of guys. I forget what it was, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then uh, Johnny Depp did, uh, was it Johnny Depp? Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco. And that was yeah. another one where you just, oh, you're in. And again, the, the interesting thing is, you know, that the real uh, mob guys uh, read the book and saw this and were like, oh, that's what it's supposed to be like. And then they started imitating it. And it's like, what? <laughs> They're just like, yeah. My favorite mob movie is, um, is Ghost Dog. Do you mm. know that movie with... Uh, I thought you were going to say Forrest Ghost Dad. And I'm like, what? No, no. It's Forrest Whitaker. Yes. And um, Benji. <laughs> The way of the the way of the samurai. It's just it's it, what I like about it is just because it makes the mob in that movie they're they're so down at heels and just so petty and pathetic. Yeah, my wife's is uh, married to the mob, which is okay. Also that's very good. good yeah. That's very good. Yeah. A, uh, well, I think Goodfellas really kicked started a kind of a, a a new sort of interest in trying to do a gangster movie and trying to mm-hmm. one. It was that so movie. stylistic and it's so. It, but and the performances good. are so it's good. So good. Yeah. yeah, it's just such a good movie. Uh, but as much as I like Goodfellas, I actually prefer Casino to... Uh, I have not seen Casino. It's, well, I like it a lot. Once again, let us know what movie people More say to you. You haven't seen... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So number one. Number, number one. one. If it's Star Wars, we can't talk about it. We're number not allowed one. to anymore. <laughs> Along with Red River Ooh. and Outlaw Josie Wales, Ooh. these three westerns have more depth than most. Love the characters, their storylines, development, and interplay. Also, the supporting cast in each really make them special. I would agree with 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 Cat all Blue, those. the Wild Bunch, the Sam Peckinpah film. Oh, okay. Again, I have not seen this either. Nor so. have I. You not gee nope. whiz, you guys. See, you're doing the exact same yeah, thing we're asking. It's surprising because those golly fellas, what's going on? There's like seminal movies. Here's though. the thing: both Jason and I are not immortal. And we have seen more pop culture than people probably should see. Yeah. Like if you're saying to us, hey, you haven't seen enough things. Yeah. Yes, we have. We've but seen if, too many things. But like eventually there will be a thing that we have not seen. Are you seeing the right things? We, we, listen. Have you seen Ghost Dad and not The Wild Bunch? That's a question I think people have. Is that the Bill Cosby one? Yeah. yeah. I have not seen Ghost Dad. Okay. I, I could tell you the plot of Ghost Dad, but I have not seen it. But okay. I have seen Ghost Dog. And I have seen Ghost World. There you go. Those so, two, sir, those I are two good you, and I have seen the movie Ghost, which is mediocre. At best. Yeah. Right. And I have not seen Casper the Friendly Ghost, Ghost, Ghost World, uh, The Ghost Who Came to Dinner, A Ghost of a Chance. But I did see, what's the Don Knotts one? Uh, the oh, yeah, Ghost and Mr. Ghost Chicken. Mr. Chicken. <laughs> have you seen The Ghost and Mrs. Muir? No. Also pretty good. Have you seen uh, Casper's Haunted Christmas? <laughs> Never. Oh, I should be getting a royalty check for that soon. That's nice. Every Christmas. Sweet. I wrote that movie. Yeah, that's nice. So glad to hear yeah, that's right. Uh, the Wild Bunch. Oh, boy. Based on the Duran Duran song. Based on... <laughs> is there a Duran Duran song? Wild Bunch. Wild Bunch. No, it's not. It's Wild Boys. Okay. <laughs> it's a good movie. William Holden. Ernst Borgnine. A uh, bunch of other... Character actors. Looking, mm-hmm. looking up what year? A uh, sixty-nine, I believe. I would say sixty-six. Oh, it's too early. Okay, I'm just playing. I don't know. I can't. Can I? Can a guy play? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a later movie. It's a very. It's kind of the first. I, I would pretty much put my 
Money Down that it's the first Western where like it's really bloody, like a real yeah. bloody mess. Like lots of was it a peck and pop? It's a peck yeah. and pop oh, film. Oh, it is a yeah. peck and pop. Yeah, yeah. So the Monty Mas- Python masterfully, <laughs> masterfully parodied by Monty Python and Salad Days. Yes. It's also the name of a floral studio that's just a couple blocks from here. Nineteen sixty nine. There you go, David. <laughs> Wait a guys. Yeah, sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, hey guys. Yep. Peck and paw. <laughs> Sexiest year. <laughs> No, it's a really good film. I I was born in '69. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing and sincerely laughing at the dumbness. I don't know what I can say about the Wild Bunch because if you haven't seen it, it's you know, Peck and Paul had like a sweet spot. It lasted about a year, and that year was the Wild Bunch. Okay. After the Wild Bunch comes Straw Dogs, which I don't think is very good at all. Okay. The Getaway, which, once again, I don't think is a good movie. I don't really like a lot of his movies. I'm not a huge Peckinpah guy. That Monty Python film, Salad Days. Monty Python, the <laughs> bit... Of, yeah, yep, he did um, Executive Action, I believe it's called, with... Uh, that's a real weird one. Um, <laughs> I'm looking that one up. He did... Yeah, it's just strange. Like, his career was just... I, you know, he's kind of... Oh, he did, he did uh, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. But his career, I think, was plagued by alcoholism. And I think he wasn't couldn't keep it together and it got harder for him as his career went on so you end up with like these ginormous messes like convoy or the really terrible one the osterman weekend which i saw as a as a i think i was in grade eight when i saw that once again 1982 everyone uh which i saw because i'd read the robert ledlam book which i really liked because i was going through my robert ledlam phase when i was in grade 10 mm-hmm. which is a good great good age for a robert ledlam phase that's when i had my robert wagner phase oh well heart to heart <laughs> and so I went to see that movie, and it's just such a mess. A mess in every way. Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. That's right. That's another mess. But you feel like, <laughs> you can you can feel like, like, when you're watching The Osterman Weekend. Who's in The Osterman Weekend? Oh, I don't remember anymore. Oh, okay. It's been it's so somebody. long. It's like uh, Richard Strauss or Steve mm. McQueen. Sorry, I've got to interrupt by going, he directed Convoy? Yeah, I that's thought what I, I wanted said. to come back to. I said Convoy, yeah. Did you? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, sorry. I, wasn't, I, don't, I don't listen to this show. Once again, a mess. <laughs> a mess. Just a mess of a movie. Uh, he... Hell of a song. When you're watching The Osterman <laughs> Weekend, I was... Yeah, it is a hell of a song. The movie should have been called Mighty Convoy, too. But when you watch The Osterman Weekend, you feel like you're watching the cocaine that was used when they were making that movie. Like, <laughs> okay. It's, it's, and it starts off with a scene that ruins the entire movie, isn't in the book. Just... It, oh, it's such a... Oh, it's horrible. It's such a horrible thing. But The Wild Bunch is so great. It's just so sad that you go from like... I, okay. When I say I don't like The Getaway... It's just not a pleasant film to watch. It's a really unpleasant movie. It's okay. It's not great. The one executive action whatever is so kooky that it's kind of fun because it has like has like ninja in it <laughs> and like they're like assassins but the one guy the one guy gets betrayed by his partner and then he has to go after this guy but the guy who's being like chased by that the guy is like so nonchalant about it. You feel like he's just like walking around like he just like I'm gonna have a meeting with this guy who's after me. Well, he wanted to kill me. Let's have a let's have a luncheon date together. Like it's just so weird. Like it's just such a weird movie. But but at least it's a movie. <laughs> the Osterman weekend. Blech. What a mess. And that's what we think of the what, Wild Bunch. What about what about Convoy? 
What about Convoy? Yeah, we're going to say he directed Convoy? Yeah, it just shocked me that he directed yeah, Convoy. Yeah. First of all, I was like, oh yeah, Convoy. Yeah. That was a thing. I think he's just like in a, in a director for hire phase by that point. He just sure. needed, he needed to fund his drinking. Oh, okay. So he had something. Convoy. He said, I need. I we need, got a great big convoy. I have nowhere to drink. I need somewhere where I can sit in a chair, yell we at people, and drink. Convoy. Ain't it a beautiful sight? Convoy, get in our way, convoy, cross the USA, convoy. It was like a time when people would go, what's on the radio? That song, let's make a movie out of it. Yeah. Hey, there's a song called Harper Valley PTA. <laughs> uh, do you know, uh, yeah. can we get Barbara Eden? All right, let's make that into a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Ode to Billy Joe. Ode to Billy Joe was also a, turned into a movie. It's weird. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. There hasn't name in like the last twenty years All right. a popular song yeah. that the people went, let's movie that. Yeah. Pitch perfect. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> yeah. But can you guys right. think out there in uh, listener land? By the way, we know that we've gone three hours. Have we? Yeah. We're not hiding the fact that we've we are not hiding this dog. fact, okay? Listen. I wonder we- I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten yet today. Or this I'm evening. Blessed. Um, uh, if you if you can think of like uh, something in the last uh, twenty years that has been made into a movie yeah. uh, based on a song, no, you're right. It's really it used to be it used to be a thing that was done. Yeah, because the song was so popular. I think maybe our our culture is too atomized for that to happen now. Is there are since, there are since, there since the atomic bomb? <laughs> there must be like movies for t- teens or tweens that are based on songs. So I'm just trying to think of an example. I mean, that, that, that's the problem, right? There's a whole bunch of music out there that we don't listen to anymore. There yeah. could be a countless projects. I'm trying to even think but... of like Christmas movies or something. Like, was there a Christmas song that's popular? Because they would always do that. Yeah. That would be something it would definitely base a thing on. There was a <laughs> TV special based on Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That's true, but yeah. that was not within 20 years. No. So, oh, so although sorry. it might have been. Oh, actually. Jason. It might be early 2000s, that special, that, that cartoon. Sir, where I'm going to look this up. Okay. I think it's going to be between 2000 and 2002, only because I watched a little bit of it this past Christmas season before I said, what are you doing? <laughs> Grandma How got run over by a reindeer. And was that, would you count that as a special? Would that be a special? It was an animated Christmas special. All right. Very good. Hey, it seems like we're getting objections by my cat yeah. on Grandma got, got, oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, here we go. It is 2000. So you're right. It is within 18 years. Oh, 19 years. Oh, you are just under the wire, oh, my yeah, friend. No. You are just under the I, wire. I, I fully agree. You are on the thinnest of ice. Oh, wait a second. Well, okay, we'll let it go. I was going to say, when was the song from? That's true. But that was not what the, 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 no, the challenge right. was. You're right. Challenge was. Because <laughs> there's the movie with Bob Hoskins called Mona Lisa. Yes. Based on the song Mona Lisa. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll give it that. The nineties. Yeah. And and was this was the song just used for it, or was it based on? That's the thing. It's like what you need really is how about the Crying Game? All these are all older. Wait. Wait a second. Wait a second. When was the Gambler made into a TV movie? Oh, that would have been eighty-two. Yeah, that would have been the eighties. You said twenty years, so we're really very good. My examples are all well outside. Maybe even nineteen eighty, fellas. I think my cat needs feeding. Yep. So I think it's time to wrap up the show. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Jason, it's been a delight having you on. Thank One you week late, but it was it was great. What can people listen to you about and on, and what can we plug for you? All you can plug for me is our bod- our podcast. It's our podcast. Where All we're right. Re- a redoing sexy ourselves. body cast. 
pod. You're casting your bodies, and you're selling the oh, cast. Guys, can I just quickly before we, oh, we end the show? Bob just, sorry, we're talking about Jason's body. I just want to. Just, <laughs> oh, what's left of it after the just reflex? Is, I just wanted to read uh, the Bob's, reflex. <laughs> Bob send off. He said. Okay. He said, "I'll keep listening." Yeah. Like the worm placed in Chekhov's helmet on SETI Alpha Five, you're forever entwined in my head. Wow. Yeah, Aww. we put our show in his bodies. They put them. <laughs> I have in no idea bodies. what he's talking about. No. Uh, Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Two. Oh, it is that one. That thing. Uh, that's the into... thing. It's in it. Yeah, they put oh. they, they put things in our bodies. Well, when they show you when they show you it's Chekhov's worm, right? When they show you the worm in Act One, you know it'll be used in Act Three. Oh dear God! Okay. <laughs> So your podcast is is the gentleman of elegant leisure or leisure. I will accept both answers. <laughs> Wherever you found this podcast, uh, look around and you'll find out. iTunes and Stitcher, or you can go to our website www.gentlemanofelegantleisure.com. Then you bookmark it, so you don't have to keep typing that in. Yeah, and you can listen to it right on there. Mm. And then we put the recipes for the drinks on there, oh, nice. and then we beg you to try the drink and then leave a comment. Ah. So we know that somebody out there is listening. <laughs> and it's uh, the, the podcast. If you haven't listened to it. I'm just going to go to all of them and just go yuck. <laughs> That's right. All of them. Just be one you, word. If you yuck. would do that, that would be great. So we, we do a little bit of, uh, of making a drink. Then we talk about the drink. And then somebody says, you know, that Peckinpah movie, they had some drinking in that. And then we go off on a bit of a tangent. And then our Dave, because we have a Dave on our show. All podcasts have a Dave somewhere on there. That's true. Okay. He says, um, more about the drink, please. And then we all have to settle that. Oh. But uh, enough fun, fellas. Enough yeah. fun. We that's have to me on this show. Tr- Come on, fellas. That's enough fun. <laughs> Let's settle down. So that's where you'll see it. And otherwise, uh, just... Uh, uh, look on YouTube and you'll find uh, random shots of me and various things. Absolutely. And some funny, some funny stuff. Uh, I'm doing a couple of books. Can I, can I just make a recommendation? Oh, can I just make a recommendation? Sure, sure, in yeah. Regard to Jason, yeah, go ahead. Is, yeah. I think it's still available on YouTube. Is yeah, that you look that? up Roundtable. Mike Roberts Roundtable. Yes, we mentioned on YouTube a little earlier. And uh, you can see shows with both Ian and Jason. You can see shows with Jason. None of mine are on there. Oh, they're not? No. They're not make it? Nope. Really? Oh, I didn't see any of mine on there so far. Maybe there are, but uh, I could not see any of mine. Oh, that's too bad. But look look around. Lots of great people that are friends of mine are on there. Yeah. So that's good. And they all have great music from Jason at the end Absolutely, of the episode. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, listen, folks. I do comics. I do things. I've heard that. Here's here's where you can see my stuff. Uh, Dave and I did a comic book together. That's a they call it a graphic novel, whatever. Uh, <laughs> called Sparks about uh, two cats that dress up as a dog, save the world. It's from Scholastic Books it's in all your local bookstores. Nina Matsumoto the third dragon drew it. She did an amazing job and is currently working on the second one. Uh, and Dave is the colorist and I am the writer. Uh, please pick that up if you get a chance. It's available in Hebrew right now. We found out which is pretty pretty neat. Uh, and also it's going to be in French uh, come March and in Russian, I think, around that time as well. Uh, I'm also doing Exorcisters, which is a comic book about uh, Exorcister, uh, Exorcisters' sisters. So there, that's there. That's out from Image Comics. Dave seems to like it. Uh, and it's uh, Giselle Legacy is the artist on that, and she's amazing. That is also in your local comic stores. Also doing Mad Magazine. Uh, check that out. Me and uh, my wife, Pia, are going to be having a regular page in Mad. Cool. Uh, coming awesome. up soon. And we appear fairly regularly in The New Yorker as well. So check those out. Well, if you don't want to buy the magazine, go online and check it out. We've got the caption contest one coming up pretty soon. Cool. Yeah, our cartoon is going to be the caption contest one, which is fun. I'll try to actually enter. And Dave. Yes. How are you doing? How are you doing? 
Oh, uh, I just want to let everyone know that we have a, a new spinoff podcast. Absolutely well, I guess it's not super do. new. Episode five dropped on Wednesday, and uh, I hope. When do you think people... it jumped the shark? When do I think it jumped the shark? Yeah, the show. Never. I don't know. Did it jump the shark already? Do you think? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I do a show with my daughter Mary. It's called Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. We like to get together and listen to music. Basically, what we do is we, I about three years ago I made some mixtapes for listeners. I made about 25 of them or so. There's over 400 songs that are on those mixtapes. And I thought it would be fun if we just kind of sat together and listened to those songs, talked about music, talked about mixtapes and the art of mixtape making. And we've been having a lot of fun and people have been enjoying it as well. And during the last show, two squirrels ran by on the fence, which we could not help but comment on. (laughs) That's nuts. Sneaky dragon squirrel party. (laughs) You nuts are attracting squirrels. (laughs) (laughs) But anyhow, so... Please listen to that show. And, let me let me uh, let me throw a suggestion out yep. to people. Like, uh, if you're one of the people that got a mixtape from Dave, and you're listening to the episode, and like, oh, these are some songs around my mixtape. Why not go? Hey, where do you listen to those songs? Do you listen to them when you're exercising? Do you listen to them in the car? Do you yeah. have any thoughts about the Did songs? You throw that it you away. Got? Did, Did you throw, throw it away? You Did you want this bullshit toss? Yeah. That's now. That's not what I call music. And then toss. <laughs> All valid reactions. Yeah, but please do listen to that show. It's a lot of fun, and our back catalog of shows includes uh, completely Beatles. We go over every Beatles song. Uh, totally Tintin. We go over every Tintin uh, uh, book, and uh, and now uh, Full Marks, where we went over every Marks Brothers movie. So uh, if you want to check those out, those are all on sneakydragon.com. And if you want to contact us, we're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That is our email, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. I'm waving a knife around. <laughs> I am really not being uh, thoughtful uh, right now. Uh, if you want to go on Facebook, Sneaky Dragon, we're there. We also ha- now uh, we have web pages for all of the spinoff podcasts, really. Yes. Except for except for a listening party. Yes, I guess uh, have we have one for them. yeah for completely Beatles and totally Tintin and full marks, so you can go on to those. Uh, but but yeah, uh, check those out. And also on Twitter, we're at sneaky underscore dragon. We also got a Tumblr page, sneakydragon.tumblr. You're damn tootin. And that is it. I wish you the best for a new year, Thank uh, you. Jason. And to you too, too. I wish all of our listeners the best for a new year. Hope that it is uh, healthy and safe and prosperous for you. And we really do appreciate you listening to the show and all the nonsense that we do. I have to take care of my cat now. Uh, thanks for listening for over three hours. This is how we start off uh, the year. That's right. By testing your patience. Yeah. And, and Dave talking about, man, that movie was long, huh? Smash cut to end of three hour podcast. <laughs> And now here's the hip, hip, hypocrite, hooray, uh, cheer. Uh, I've been Ian. I've been David. I've been Jason. I'm not a Dedrick. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Fuck this. Bye-bye.